Well, that's a great image if you just tuned in. Uh, our friend Jonathan Emord, the, uh, the endorsement is official now. We've been telling you about Ron Paul and also Barry Goldwater Jr. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more on the show today. Uh, we got Amelia Love, How to Be Happy. That's going to be wonderful. She's such a love. And then we've got James Patrick, who I've talked to before. And I can't remember if we ever got his interview aired or not, but uh, maybe some of you will know when he's on talking about Planet Lockdown as well as Nitrogen 2000 about the farmers being restricted in Belgium or is it Netherlands? Well, Benelux countries, as they call them. Anyway, somewhere over there. And who knows what else we'll cover, but it'll be good because it, it, it will be. <laughs> Thank you all for being here. Please share the show. Go to robertscottbell.com slash listen. Sign up for the newsletter by texting my initials RSB to the number 22828 and we'll get this healing party started right about now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. So grateful to be able to rock the health world with you two hours a day, six days a week. And uh, just send a little prayer, thought, and love to our humble and lovable producer, Super Don, because he's been going through it today. Power outages, computer outages, screen outages, you name it. He's been having it. And no, no. Don't don't think tornadoes and earthquakes too, but a little bit of rain and apparently all you know what's breaking loose up there. Uh, so we're here, we're alive, we're happening, and uh, I thank you for being here. Got a couple of great guests that are on this this hour. Amelia Love's going to join me. I first met her at the Reawaken America tour outside of Nashville uh, in January, and we have uh, uh, James Patrick, who I met before I think at the event in also in Orlando at that event we were at. Uh, with uh, the Warners, and that's coming up again in uh, end of April, another event with the Warners, but talking about the uh, the lockdown, planet lockdown, as well as uh, the attack on farmers in the Netherlands, in Holland, uh, the Nitrogen 2000 uh, documentary that he's working on. So that's, that's coming up, as well as a whole lot of other things. And real quick, I wanted to start uh, just to let you know, we've been teasing this for a while. Jonathan E. Moore, my good buddy, my pal, I thought it was Thursday today when I woke up. I was like, I don't even know what day of the week it is. It's weird. But I uh, got a good workout in, got here, and we're still on. And uh, U.S. Senate candidate Jonathan Emord has received officially the endorsement of Ron Paul and Barry Goldwater Jr., who I got to hang out with uh, in Arizona last week. And I'm going to read this to you, and we'll review it again with Jonathan. But it's really cool. I mean, t- talk, talk about a, a, a proud moment. Someone who's a statesman on the order of our founding fathers, Ron Paul, giving an endorsement, and this is before the primary. That doesn't happen often, if at all. Ron Paul says, I'm pleased to endorse Jonathan Emord for United States Senate in Virginia. I've known Jonathan for several years, and my staff has worked with him on important health freedom legislation. Jonathan is a tireless advocate of individual liberty, the Constitution, and free enterprise, exactly what we need more of in the United States Senate. I urge the people of the great state of Virginia to vote for Jonathan Emord to be their next U.S. Senator. Uh, again, congratulations, Jonathan. Again, we knew this was happening, but the, the exact verbiage just just came out. And then, of course, Barry Goldwater Jr. will we'll, uh, revisit uh, some of what uh, Barry had said as well. And uh, he's got a, quite a lineage in the 20th century from his dad to himself on what we call the Goldwater Republicans, 
uh, more libertarian uh, than um, what we call neocon. No, it's not neocon at all. Unfortunately, we've got too many neocons of the liberal and conservative variety still in Congress, in the Senate. And uh, we have a neolib neocon at the helm, so, so-called, so uh, at the helm of uh, what we call it, the executive branch. Let's see, my, uh, I'm going to check my resolution here. I don't think it's changed at 720, but I don't know if it's coming through fuzzy to anybody. My apologies if that's the case or if it's just super non's internet today because it was out along with the... Uh, electricity you there my internet's good now oh, it's good now okay i finally yeah i finally had to had to run the cord from the office all the way through the house into the living room wow. and into the yeah so yeah I'm, I'm good now but dude man you've been through it today what a day what a day yeah. you're like <laughs> one of those. i just positive vibes right yeah everything's gonna be great for the rest of the day now right well yeah you've been through enough for yeah, one if it's day. not it's your fault it's my fault. Of course it is. <laughs> this is where we pick on each other here. But no, I feel for you. I, I do, really. Those days are not, no fun at all. I'm just glad to be in studio and so far so good. And uh, we got great guests coming up as well. But isn't that cool? Seriously, think about that. Ron Paul endorses Jonathan E. Mort for the United States Senate before even the primary. Okay. What does that say? Because um, Jonathan has written legislation for Ron Paul when he was uh, in the U.S. House of Representatives. Oh, yeah. Uh, legislation that he will bring together into the Senate along with Rand Paul and Ron Johnson and a few of the others that are real freedom oriented. Uh, that will be tremendous on top of all the things that you are doing, every one of you locally to restore freedom at the localist of local levels, and then also rise it on up. So whether you participate in the voting system or not, there are a lot of ways to restore Liberty and, uh, Jonathan, even in the Senate is one part of that, but, uh, there's so much more to, to, to uh, what we've got to do. So uh, at the same time, I don't want to overlook the opportunity we have here to kick Tim Kaine out and get Jonathan E. Mord in in Virginia. Uh, so that's going to be cool. So we had yesterday. I'm still buzzing about yesterday's show, quite honestly. John Stockton, I, I thought it was so cute. You were fanboying over Hall of Fame NBA player John Stockton. That was <laughs> How can awesome. you not? How can you not? Dude, I was so much into the NBA uh, yeah. back in the 80s. And mm -hmm. uh, I mean, come on. I think, uh, yeah, whatever. I see now. I, I'm thinking about it, and I'm 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 doing the same thing I was doing yesterday. I just need but, to. What are you doing? You're, you're fanboying again. I'm like so. I'm so like excited about the fact that we got to have John Stockton on the show. I can't like form sentences. So, yeah, and, and it was cool. Here, Corey, Doctor Corey is amazing, <clears throat> and he's a uh, evidence that a physician, an allopathically trained Flexner Report Medical School physician can change his stripes, right? And this is not about necessarily Pierre Corey, although I acknowledge him, but there are many other physicians that I've witnessed, I've experienced, I've interacted with that are open now, like never before, to things that they were told to be permanently shut down to. You know, as he acknowledged things that he's doing today and, and, and working with today, he would have just dismissed outright, called it quackery, because that's the, the programming. And and as I said, you, you can be the smartest person in the world and you can be subject to programming. We all are. We all are. The question is, is the programming run because of our experience and practice in something that is loving and godly? Or is it programming that is based on fear and power? And much of, of course, the medical programming is based fear-based and power-based and not at all acknowledging our spiritual essence, our connection to the divine. And that, to me, the body, mind, and spirit is so critical and so critically missing from allopathic medicine for a long time. And um, 
there are people uh, doing much better now and they're stepping out of their medical box or pharmaceutical box to do good work. And I enjoyed that interview with Pierre Corey yesterday. It was just amazing, really wonderful. So yesterday, one of my favorite shows uh, as well, just, just all the way through. And, and John Stockton as an athlete with a voice, a Hall of Famer, being willing to step up. And he says he didn't risk much in doing so. It's not like if you're an active NBA player or NFL player and you go against the grain, although we've, we've highlighted some of the athletes that have. Uh, but he said, he, you know, he lost his season tickets to Gonzaga. Yeah, and listen, the media is doing a number on him. Yeah. You know, and they have, you know, he's, he's had, there's been a number of, of hit pieces that have been written about him. Mm-hmm. I saw them all. In fact, you know, yeah. I was, I was searching through news, trying to find some articles to highlight for him. And it's like, all of them are negative. All of them are, oh, John Stockton has tarnished his legend and his legacy. And, you know, and, and oh, he's now an anti-vaxxer. And people are like, oh no, you know, and it's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. The media is so predictable. But in any case, he's a great dude, and I'm 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 looking forward to getting him back on. I think you know he he's kind of it seems like he's kind of figuring out what he wants to do. Right? Yeah, yeah. I he think knows so. that he's in the right space. He's on the right side of history, and he's surrounded by all the right people. And so he's I, I get the feeling that he's kind of figuring out what's my next move here. Yeah. Whether it's going to be a book or it's going to be something. You know, he's got the podcast going, which yeah, is well, great. And he's not afraid of uh, tackling these subjects. I mean, we even brought up, I brought up Magic Johnson in the whole HIV AIDS scam. And he's like, yeah, he read about it in in Bobby Kennedy's book, The Real Anthony Fauci. These are the things I've been covering since the moment I opened the microphone in 1999 that got us some bad press and pushback all before people realized, you know, I was right. Uh, and the homeopaths and the naturopaths and the chiropractors, all the vitalistic views that understand body, mind, and spirit were right and are right about the cause of disease, you know, and stop looking at these, you know, viruses, retroviruses, et cetera, uh, as true causation, even as we acknowledge what they have done, you know, in the military industrial complex to corrupt whatever might be a naturally occurring something and gain of function, weaponizing it basically. And you know, that's one of the stories today we'll get into is is about a belief. Um, When censorship fails, uh, how do we how do we know censorship is failing? Well, two thirds of U.S. adults now believe that COVID started in a lab, despite all of the efforts to, to shout down and censor and ban anybody who says so. That's amazing. Uh, it's know. a good example, yeah. and we've been saying this all along. And and they still haven't figured it out. They still think that this is the way to do things. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna force people to, to believe. Be quiet. They, yeah. We're gonna we're gonna ban them, and we're gonna. Yeah. Go after them and stuff. And what happens when you do that? Yeah. Everybody wants to hear what it is that they say you can't hear. Right? I'd say our audience has grown over the last censorship years we've been going through, despite yeah. being you know censored on YouTube, for instance, which was one of the easiest outreaches we had and gone, right? Rumble now is doing a good job. And uh, Rusty Rockets, uh, that's uh, that's the nickname of uh, uh, what's he was on. was Go oh, good Lord. How do I lose that comedian from England? Uh, that, that was just on with. Uh, uh, oh, uh, Russell Brand. Brand. Russell, Russell Brand. Brand. Yeah. yeah. I knew him yeah. on, on, on Twitter. He's Rusty Rockets. Uh, oh, I, don't know I did not know that. Really? Yeah, Rusty yeah. Rockets? What, yeah. what the story is behind that? I don't know. I wish we could get him on and talk to him about that. I would love to get him on. The thing is, is Robert, it's like you can't get it word in edgewise. But he's, you know, it's like I've said before, Russell Brand could read the phone book. Yeah. And, and you'd be great. You'd be like interested in what he's saying. Right. Yeah. Oh, totally. So, yeah. yeah. So All I right, we'll I'm, get Kevin on that. Let's get Russell Brand on the show. 
Let's do it. All right, well, vote for Russell Brand. Uh, get him on. And you know the things that he has said. I, and I found it. I don't know if you watched that episode of Gutfeld, where Gutfeld had him on. I mentioned. It I did. You. Did you see it? Where they? I did watch it. Yeah. Their little spat. Oh, and, it was great. It was the funniest, funniest open to the show, and it was great because you know uh, apparently I had no idea they had a beef. Yeah. Back in the day. And uh, they went back and forth and they were just ribbing each other. Gutfeld did a great job, though. I mean, he he played everything that, that he said and that, yep. that Brand said about each other and all that stuff like that. Good. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was really good. If you haven't seen it, I would totally recommend anybody who uh, hasn't seen it to find that episode of Gutfeld because it was well. It was and, and what does it show you, shows me, once again, that the people who are actually, actually engaged in discussion and, and self-deprecation can laugh at themselves are not the liberals anymore. They, they, I mean, they're the cancel culture. And, and you know, even the liberal comedians are having to find a way to be comedians because they can't do the thing. So like the Bill Mars of the world we've talked about. And I'm, I'm telling you, it's it, it, the, the comedians are the ones that are going to say, literally going to save this country. It's the yeah. comedians. Mm-hmm. They are the ones that, that if you look at it, it all started with Dave Chappelle. Look what Dave Chappelle did, right? As they tried to cancel him. And, uh, you know, uh, and there's several of them out there that are standing up and going, hey, you know, humor is is important and we can talk about these things and we can get along and we can laugh and not try and demonize each other and cancel each other. Right. And so, yeah, it's funny. I mean, who, who would have thought, right, the, the comedians would be the one to save society? Well, and also <laughs> right? that it would be the conservatives – and I don't mean everyone. I'm not talking neocon, neolib. I'm talking about the classic people, liberals, classic liberals that are conservative yes. today uh, that are going, you know what? <laughs> we can get along. We we can discuss this stuff like human beings and not cancel each other because right. Rusty Rockets, a.k.a. Russell Brand, they won't even invite them on the liberal talk shows anymore. Dude, like, what's I, been lost in society is common sense. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter whether you're liberal or you're conservative or whatever. It's the people that are stepping forward and going, you know what? You've crossed the line. You know, yeah. this, this is, is stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And this is why you see people like Bill Maher mm-hmm. and Russell Brand. Russell Brand's, yeah. he, it's not like he was some kind of, you know, conservative card carrying NRA member. You no, know, I mean, he's. You know, I mean, you know, but it's these guys that are just going, hey, look, you know, we may agree on other things, socially liberal ideas Mm -hmm. and concepts and philosophies and stuff like that. But, you know, there's this common ground that some somehow along the way we all lost. We got to get back to that. Well, and look at this uh, survey. Two thirds of adults think the COVID started in the lab. So total was 66 percent thought that Uh, of the Democrats, only 54 percent. They were a little more reluctant to to think outside the narrative uh, of independence. It's sixty two percent, and of the Republicans, it's eighty six percent. Of course, the liberals think they're knuckle dragging Republicans. Uh, and you know, again, I don't claim to be, nor do you, super don a Republican, Democrat, or otherwise. We we lean liberty, if you will. That is a freedom orientation. Uh, but you know, my friend uh, Jennifer Sharp, who did the movie Anecdotals, you know, coming from a left liberal Democrat background in her history. She's not getting invited on unless it's changing a little bit. I hope so uh, to, you know, the people with the, the liberal uh, banter slant because she's actually brought up that, you know, the vaccines cause injury. And that is a no, no. And so uh, as much as they say, don't go on these conservative shows, they're the only ones interviewing her, at least at right. this, this point. So, the, you know, where is the common ground? We're finding it. This is a place where we've always acknowledged that common ground. But, of course, recognize that those that don't want to 
participate in that common ground. Uh, let's yeah. not forget Roseanne. Did you, Roseanne I, I have not seen her her new uh, uh, comedy thing because it's on Fox Nation, which I don't subscribe to. But mm-hmm. uh, even she, you know, comes there. So, yeah, she was on Gutfeld and her thing was like, they're trying to kill you. They're trying to kill us. They're trying to kill us all. It was, it was funny, but it was also unfortunately accurate as well. Uh, but we got to be willing to also laugh about this stuff. And so Indeed. I'm grateful for that. Smiles and laughter. One of the people bringing the smiles and laughter, and probably she's been through stuff in her lifetime because people that learned how to be happy often had to go through a lot of hardship. And maybe currently, I think, you know, it's life, right? We go through bad days like Super Don has, and here he is smiling and laughing and chuckling when he should be throwing things at his computer. That was earlier. <laughs> okay. I'll be honest. I'll be yeah. honest. That was earlier. Super Don, you you recovered fast. Well, uh, my friend Amelia Love, I first met at the uh, Reawaken America tour outside of Nashville, and she is a love. Uh, bright, bright light smile. We got an interview with her there, and uh, she's in Atlanta. We wanted to connect when I was there, but we couldn't make it work. Timing was not good, but uh, hopefully another time. In the meantime, let's bring her back onto the Robert Scott Bell Show. Amelia Love. Hi. There you are. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I'm trying. I'm giggling now that you're giggling too. So, well, it's lovely to be here. I'm very honored. It's good to see you as well. Super Don, is her audio coming through level wise as as well? Just want to make sure everybody hears it properly. Yeah, we're good. We're okay. good. Excellent. So AmeliaLoveWorld.com. We have it linked up. We also have linked up your book, How to Be Like a Bee, Happy, uh, first edition. And uh, I think the forward is done what by Charlie Ward. Uh, well, the foreword is actually by a gentleman by the name of Dr. Elia. He oh. is the number one happiness author on Amazon. And uh, Dr. Charlie Ward is uh, a feature. He has his own chapter in there. So Charlie Ward has a feature, and then Dr. Elia did the foreword. And uh, I've got lots of interesting people in there. There's, uh, there's Anne Vanderstil, mm-hmm. uh, co-chair of the Selengo Freedom Foundation. There is Joe Joyce, the interim world heavyweight champion of the world. Sean Stone, Laura Eisenhower. It, it's really fun. It's a really fun. But the main thing for people to know is it's free. It's yeah. a free book. So it's it's a book that I work together with my friends on to do something for humanity. So rather than pushing something that we're selling, I actually want this to be a tool for humanity so that people can help their friends with it and help themselves with it. So you can download this ebook for free. And we have that link, I believe, at your site, uh, How to Be Happy. Uh, and B is not B-E, it's just B, the letter B, happy. So if you try to write it out, it, you won't get there. So uh, check it out. You can download the free book there at How to Be, the letter B, happy.com. And uh, what is it that uh, stimulated your focal point on how to be happy? I mean, was there something in your life or many things in your life that said, man, I, I really need to focus on happiness because it hasn't always been here? So actually, for me, it was a health thing. So that's why when you were talking about mind, body and spirit, it's so connected. So I was always really happy. I was always the happy little girl running around, dancing and singing all my life. And then I had some serious health challenges. And so about 20 years ago, I was in bed for three and a half years in agony. All my organs were glued together. My bladder and kidneys were hemorrhaging in on themselves. And I looked fine on the outside so no one believed anything was wrong but I couldn't even touch my own stomach Mm. and it took three and a half years to get it rectified during that time I read a thousand books because I knew I had to figure out what was wrong and I heard this small voice saying get close to God so I was trying to do everything I could to heal whatever was going on psychologically emotionally physically my diet herbs acupuncture I tried everything and eventually I did get out 
And so after going through that, that really changed me. And then in 2009, I made a really stupid romantic decision where I had the perfect situation and I completely destroyed it. And I was like, why did I do that? There's something in me that is trying to make my life bad. There's something in me that is trying to make me unhappy. And I want to know what it is, where it came from and how to get rid of it. So I spent another two years studying the dark side of human psychology. Mm. And once I got right to the end and found out about all the terrible things that are happening with the children and all the, all the terrible things that the Satanists are up to, I then went all the way to the light. I was like, let's go all the way this way now. And so by 2011, I had this mind that was just completely silent and peaceful. I could hear God. And I was like, wow, this is fun. And um, I, I went into the music industry, uh, which is not where you'd expect one to go after such a thing, but that's what I did. I went into the music industry. And then um, in 2018, it was just time. Um, it was just time for me to teach what I'd learned because I'd, I'd managed to achieve this piece and I wanted other people to feel it. So I put together a program and started teaching it. And now four years, four years later, I have a bunch of coaches. I have clients all over the world and uh, we teach people how to be happy permanently. <laughs> and, and what is it that brought you to America from, from the UK, from England? So that was the music industry. Um, I, I was actually invited out by a lot of labels and management companies and producers. And I did mingle and work with a lot of the top people in the industry. I didn't put out an album because I wasn't happy with any of the contracts that were offered. And I'm glad now that I didn't. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like it was training. I feel like it was God's way of training me for this time so that I can come on shows like this and I can go on stage. Like when I go to like PPN uh, rallies and things like that, I can go on stage and I'm not scared because I'm used to going on stage singing and rapping. So, you know, it, I think it was just part of my training and that's what it was for. Um, so it's, it's definitely been interesting. I love the weather here in America. <laughs> I know that's not the case everywhere, but yeah, I love the sunshine. So. Did you, did you put out like an MP3 of any of your songs just outside of a label? No, no, literally uh, there was one producer that I wanted to work with that everyone said would be the best producer for me and we all agreed and um, I met him, I went to the studio with him, he approached my management, he asked to do my album and one of the co-partners of the management company, I didn't know this, was in the process of leaving the music industry and he'd gotten a girlfriend, he was opening a restaurant in Texas and he just completely dropped the ball. I was in England and after that I kind of fell out of love with it because I'd gotten to exactly where I'd been working towards and yeah. so um yeah so it wasn't something like after that i kind of fell out of love with it um and i started just managing artists and, and producers but i'm just really glad to be doing what i do now I, it's so different i mean i literally work with really advanced really um you know, women, women, a lot really high level professional women. Like, for example, one of our clients is one of the top life and business coaches in America. She's 65. Her name's Donna. She's in our advanced one year program. You know, we work with the real, like we work with the people a lot of people would be very intimidated to work with or where they would not feel like they could help them. We will take the psychologists, the hypnotherapists, lots of stay at home mums as well, but a lot of women that are in a good place. And so when someone's in a good place, we can get them to an incredible place and they can stay there. So that's who we specialize in working with. But that's kind of where this book comes in. Because with the book, I was like, hey, there's a lot of people not feeling good out here. There's a lot of men not feeling good out here. And yes, we do take men through our advanced program, but not many. Um, you know, it, it's only the guys that really feel that the pull in their heart that they're supposed to do it. And so what happened was I was like, I need to have something that can help the world. 
And so I was like, look, I know a lot of people that are genuinely happy, that are really intelligent, that have a lot of good advice to offer. What if I interview each one and I put my advice and their advice together and we create this book? And so this book is directed so that it can go to anybody. It's, it is Awake and Aware. Obviously, everybody who's in featured in it is Awake and Aware of what's going on in the world, but it's not really pushing hard because I want this book to be something that people can send to their cousins, their aunties, their uncles, their best friend, their boss, and, and for it to really help lift them up. Well, I'm, I'm loving what you're doing, obviously. It's good to have you on and, and connect with you when we first met in Nashville. And um, there's so much work to be done. I don't think we'll ever run out of things to do in this regard. Uh, I guess the question is how to be happy. I, I imagine it's not just one way, or have you boiled it down to one thing like uh, Curly in, in uh, what was that that movie about Curly's Gold? I remember that. It's one thing, one thing. Uh, but there's probably a lot of different things that lead people to that state of happiness or the desire for it. And of course, in our own um you know, founding documents, we talk about the pursuit of happiness and it's defined maybe differently than people know, but uh, I'm, I'm curious as to discuss with you or learn from you what you have learned. I would say I have managed to boil it down because I've kind of made it the mission in my life to mm -hmm. figure this out. And so very simply, um, each one of us is born happy. What happens is there's layers of trauma and childhood wounds and things that we experience in adulthood, pain, that gets piled on top of it. Imagine there's a light and mud goes over it. And so what you can do is it's possible to clear the mud away. So the way you clear the mud away is you go back and you revisit those uncomfortable and those painful moments. You go through a lot of deep forgiveness. Now, forgiveness has been so misunderstood. So, for example, forgiveness does not mean what they did was okay. It does not mean you're letting them off the hook. It does not mean that you have to tell them that they're forgiven. And it does not mean that you need to reconnect with them. Forgiveness is something you do for yourself so that your mind can no longer use images from the past to elicit a negative emotion in the present to then feed the ego, which wants to feed on the negative emotions and keep you in this low state. So by going back and healing the wounds, you then start to live in a state of peace. So you are naturally happy. So this isn't about, I'm really not into people having to wrestle inside their own mind and be like, oh, think positive. You must think positive. I'm not about that. I'm about people doing the clearing work that's really uncomfortable. But once you get out the other side of it, you live in happiness. You wake up in happiness. You go to sleep in happiness. And if you feel unhappiness for a moment, then you know, okay, I must be tired, sick, or hungry. I must have someone that I need to forgive. I must have allowed someone into my friendship group that maybe hasn't got the, you know, the right vibe for me that doesn't fit my future and doesn't fit what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so you start to live there. And so I'm about living there. Now, can anyone just live there like that? No. That's why I was saying um, the book and then and my advanced program are kind of different. So the advanced program, someone who's in a good state, someone who's stable, someone who's been working on themselves, maybe a six, seven out of 10, if zero is really low and 10 is on top of the world, a six, seven, we can get them to 10 all day. An eight, nine, we can get them there with a laugh and a chuckle. A four, five, they are going to say it's the hardest work they've ever done in their life, but we can get them definitely up, right up near sort of an eight, nine. Now, the book is for people that are at a three, a four, five. Um, people that are at one or two maybe may have some kind of um, something where they need one-to-one -one counseling, you know, that maybe they have an addiction or um, something like that. But I, people I was, was going to ask you, Amelia, on your website, 
if you go to amelialoveworld.com, there's even a little bit, uh, they're like hyperlink tabs. And one of them is book a free call now. I mean, how it like, what is it that someone feels like I need to call and talk to you, that kind of thing. And, and you kind of set up maybe options on working together more directly. Yeah. So it's, it's really exciting actually, because, you know, I work for God, I work for God and the women that come in and work with us, they literally feel it, a tug, they feel a tug, an irresistible tug, like they just need to, to move towards me. They need to find out more. And so they book a call. We have a 15 minute option and a 45 minute. Now, 15 minute is perfect for those that are in severe financial difficulty because we want to look after those people too. And we actually have group classes that we do every quarter. So that allows for people to do a 15 minute call. A 45 minute call is for those that want to talk about working one-to-one with a coach. We have a range of coaches. They have a re- There's a range of different prices and things. And so this way you get to have a call with us and we get to figure out with you what's best and we may still figure out that the group's best but that's where you get to find out because like I said this work is difficult and so we first of all in in the phone call we're finding out whether you're a fit for us and then you can also get to find out whether we're a fit for you but to answer your question about like what drives people to do it is it's literally a feeling in the chest um, if you if you speak to any of our clients um, and we have like a little video with like tons of the clients on there at the top of the page, they literally felt it. They felt it in their chest, like a calling, like this is where I'm meant to go next. This is what I've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it's interesting because so much has developed. This was always the case. But I have something else exciting. I think I mentioned it on a text to you, Robert, but I've launched a free community now called Wow Unite Now. And Wow Unite Now is like a female, uplifting, awake and aware version of Simon Parks' Connecting Consciousness. So uh, if you go to Wow Unite Now, it's on Mighty Networks. You just click the button on wowunitenow.com, like where you are there. And it takes you straight through and you just sign up. And uh, Dr. Judy Makovich is a honorary member of Wow Unite Now. And what we're doing is we're dividing America up into the states. And then the states will be divided into regions uh, based upon the three most populated cities. And the goal of Wow Unite Now is to actually help women to unite and, and gather and heal with other women nearby locally, because it's time for us to get more local. You know, I want people to get the hugs, which is why, again, it was so, it's such a, such a shame we didn't get to hug in person, Robert. Um, but yes, I want to um, help the women to be able to know who is in their area that's also awake and aware of what's going on in the world, for us to do weekly meetings, for them to get to know each other, and then monthly in-person meetings. And so right now, the, the, the goal is to really get women from all over the world, different ministries, all sorts of people involved with WOW Unite now because we kind of need an umbrella. There's a lot of people that are like, oh, well, I'm doing this. I'm helping these people. This is my ministry. And I'm like, well, what if we all come under one and we really respect the people that are, that are leaders that are bringing a lot of people in and we really like, you know, hold them up for, for what work they've done. And we then start, I have these visions of us and all the women gathered together with like those little Hawaiian flower necklaces on and we all get to hang out, have picnics, dancing, pray, worship. And at the same time, other people will be like, what are you guys doing? And we'll be like, well, we're just hanging out. They'll be like, can we join you? Sure. And we give them a necklace and we can just gather so many people together. And so we talked, you know, about solutions and things. So what we've done is we have started a, a non-profit and a foundation called Project Knee. Uh, literally, N-E-H, projectne.com. And all the details are there on Well Unite Now. 
But with this foundation, what we're going to do is raise money to build refuges in every state for vulnerable women. Because in this community, in this Patriot Truther community, there are a lot of women, um, you know, maybe in the 50s, 60s, 70s, that maybe they're widowed. Maybe they, they've had a fallout with their family over all of the things that are going on. And what we want to do is start building these refuges so that there can be places that women can go to. And then at the same time, the other members in that region will be able to come and have garden parties and things. But then the sky's the limit because we, once we have these, these ladies gathered together, maybe single mothers will want to move to the area. They'll be able to get support. Families may move to the area if we open a school. Um, maybe some um, veterans will want to move to the area to be a part of the community. And so now we start building pockets of heaven in every state in America. And so... Something that's so small as just joining WOW Unite now and, and waving at some people that live nearby, it could become very much part of the solution for America. And that's what it's named after, Project Nehemiah, to rebuild the spiritual walls of America. Oh, look at that. And let's see, Church on Sundays announces Project Nehemiah Refuge Foundation, United States-based nonprofit, goal of providing vulnerable women with safe housing. You guys can donate to this as well. Uh, and there's an email project Nehemiah refuge at gmail.com. And I think there's a, uh, one of those codes you can scan as well. Um, you don't think small. Yeah. And actually, um, church on Sundays is my church. We have a yeah. church every Sunday on PPN, which is the Patriot party news. And, um, we have seven days of Christian programming. We have Mondays is Christian women's hour. Tuesday is men of God. Wednesdays is wellness Wednesdays, which we had you, sir. On was, visiting, and we need to book you on again soon. I was on um, that. Did it? Did anybody complain? No. <laughs> and then Thursday we have Bible study, Friday spiritual warfare, and then Sunday we have the uh, church service, which mm -hmm. we're on about our nineteenth week now. Um, and so, yes, yeah, so there's a there's a lot of things we're doing, but I I, I don't want to overwhelm people with too much stuff. So right. what I would say with focus is there's three free things. There's the free book which actually contains all the links to everything I've talked about. So if you only do one thing, download the, download the free book at howtobehappy.com mm -hmm. because that has the links to, um, it has links to the community, uh, where to book a free call. It has um, quotes from Judy Makovich, it has all sorts of things. So it's, that's the really great thing to do. So a free book, then there's the free community, which is Wow Unite Now. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's the free call, which again, everybody at the moment, we've opened up slots in the calendar. Everybody can book a 15 minute or a 45 minute call so that they can find out more about getting into this state of true happiness. Because when you're in real happiness, it's the same as peace. It's the same as joy, but it's also the same as working for God. Because when you're in a state of true happiness, you naturally go into a state of service to others. You naturally want to serve God. You naturally want to get closer to God. And you want to be a, a, a vessel for good here. Yeah. And so what I find is a lot of the women that are six, seven, eight, nines, they really want to help. And they're not, they, they want to get clear on what they're here to do. They want to get get rid of any last nagging internal voices that they have, like any sort of um sort of getting in their own way, self-sabotaging, that's what we help clear up. And then at the same time, if somebody's like, hey, I'm not ready for that, I'm not in a good place, you can read the How to Be Happy book and share it with all your friends 
But if you're in a good place, you can read the How to Be Happy book, and it's written by happy people, so it's fun. <laughs> and you can send it out to anybody that's not feeling very good. <laughs> Amelia, uh, was there a little one-minute video? Is it about the book? Yes, yes, yes. It shows a little clip of some of the people. I'm just so proud of what we've managed. If, if you're able to play it, that would be so wonderful. Yes, that would be great. All right, super deep. Today we're talking about happiness. This is going to be fun. It's a powerful question. Everybody deserves to be happy. It affects absolutely everything. Mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical, it's all connected. It's like, right? It's all about happiness. That's my field. That's my passion. Gratitude changes everything. When we find our gratitude, then we find our happiness. Happiness is an inside job. Happiness uh, and self-worth go hand in hand. I'm responsible for my own happiness. It's hard to be the real you if you're not happy. And the happiness brings on the love. A joyful, uplifting, happy. Happiness allowed me to open up my heart. Happiness is key to having a great life. Be happy. Mm. Well, Mr. Uh, Bobby McFerrin song coming out this time and uh yeah all these links are great i love it and it's not as i see this thing roll through a denial that there's points are points in our lives that we don't feel that happiness but in the midst of those times if you can practice happiness or how you get there how you achieve it then when you you know momentarily off course if you will or experiencing something that doesn't bring you great joy and happiness you find your way back, I think, a little bit easier. Yes, yes. That, that's what I call it sometimes. I was saying that the other day. It's like an anchor. So if you, it's like you put down an anchor in happiness, so no matter where you go, you can get back there. And don't get me wrong, sometimes when you are doing a lot for humanity, and I'm sure you've experienced this, and this is maybe why you were having the tech issues earlier, mm-hmm. when you're doing a lot for humanity and you are really causing ripples, and you are really, really making people's lives better, there's an equal opposite reaction that comes at you. And so at the same time, when these things are coming at you, it's just reaffirming that you're doing the right thing and you're clearly a threat to the enemy. Otherwise, uh, you wouldn't be coming up against this. And at the same time, though, people have to understand there's levels to it. So first you choose to heal. Um, you, you choose to get to that healed place. Then from that healed place, you choose to serve. From serving, you choose to serve in, at a higher, more leadership level. And the more you serve, you choose it and you know that you're putting your head above the parapet. You know that you're, um, you know that you are making yourself a target, but you're choosing it. So this isn't necessarily for everyone. Right now, the message I'm getting really clearly from God is that we need to heal ourselves, unite as a group, and then begin to build. Because there's so much about intel, there's so much about all these different things that people are getting focused on, but in reality, you you are the only person that can heal you. Now you can have someone guide you, like the Sahara Desert. If you were trying to cross the Sahara Desert on your own, you might find your way across. But what if you had a guide that does it all day, every day with their eyes closed and it's all they've ever done? Well, that's what our coaches do. You know, our coaches can help people to get to the other side in as fast, efficient way as possible. Because really shadow work, if someone goes into shadow work and they don't know what they're doing, they can end up stuck there for a few years. We want to get you in and out in a couple of weeks. Um, so, So that's the difference is having the right guide to get you through. And And one of the reasons why um, my CEO, Alicia Bravo, who's the super coach, she wanted to work with me is she helped people with cancer. And this is the connection with the mind, body and spirit. She was a um, 
she's like a cancer coach and she would do um, like a vegan chef for children and things like that with cancer. She helped to heal her own son and her sister of cancer. And what we said is, well, there's a link between unforgiveness and cancer. And so wouldn't it be great if we could heal people of that unforgiveness of self and others, so then the cancer doesn't even have anything to feed on so it can't grow? Wouldn't that be amazing? And so once we decided to do that, it was like, mm -hmm. wow, let's make, we can really make a difference. And so it's actually not unusual now for a woman to come in and do the program and then her teenage daughter does it or then the husband does it. Um, so because when you really do the work, and I'm not talking about people just playing, you know, playing around singing Kumbaya or going to a retreat and having positive affirmations spoke over them. I'm talking about really doing the work. What happens is everybody notices, your mother will notice, your partner notices, because you've actually shifted, you've actually changed. And um, and so that's that's what made me so sort of um, proud of what we do, mm -hmm. is that people started saying that people in their life had noticed. And mm -hmm. were like, I don't know what you've been doing, but keep doing it. <laughs> so, so yeah, definitely worked. <laughs> we had a comment, uh, and I don't often see the comments in real time on Rumble, Super Don. That was good that you found this. So, uh, from Woofius on Rumble, speaking of how to be happy, happiness is not about how much more stuff one needs, but about how little one needs. Mm -hmm. You resonate mm -hmm. with that? Do you feel what he's saying? So what I would say is once, you, once your mind is silent, you live in happiness. But for those that have a lot of chatter, they, they, they don't understand because the chatter's been there their whole life. So yes, once you, once you have that silence, once you have the silence and the peace within and you just hear your higher self, God speaking to you nice and clearly, yeah. it, it, it changes things. So it's absolutely not about a lot of things. In fact, some of the saddest people and most depressed people in the world have everything. Uh, materially because imagine if you have everything materially and you still feel sad now you've got nothing no, you've got no nothing to blame you can't even go into victimhood whereas someone that has terrible things going on physically and in their home environment at least they have a reason to be feeling down so absolutely it's not about having the things now don't get me wrong having a certain amount of stability is going to help someone to, if they want to come and do the advanced work with us to have a certain amount of stability in your relationships and your family and your home and your career because that's going to give you the the headspace that's going to give you the bandwidth to be able to go and clear away the shadows the cobwebs the things mm -hmm. from the past that are impacting your present which is stopping you from living the future you want so that's why stability is good is to be able to reach that level where you can actually do the work. Because if someone tries to do this kind of work while their life is in chaos, they'll be, they'll be unleashing all this stuff inside while having all this stuff happening outside. And that's just too much. So someone who has chaos in their life and is really not feeling good, that's what the How to Be Happy book is for. And if you read the How to Be Happy book, nice and slowly, beginning to end, it's going to give you a lot of tips about making sure you're able to spend alone time, um, how to spend alone time, how to choose your friends um, carefully to make sure that you you are not having circles around you. Because at the end of the day, show me your friends, I'll show you your future. And that's a reality. Yeah. 
You know, people don't realize they, they can choose their friends and people that are scared to be alone, they're actually going to naturally choose friends that are not suitable for them because mm. they're not choosing. It's like when you're in the supermarket and you're hungry and you're just not even thinking straight. That's what happens. So there's certain things that we, we focus on in the book that will give a foundation to mm -hmm. anyone who's feeling a bit wobbly. And if you're not feeling wobbly, you may have a friend that does, because pretty much if you're not wobbly, you'll know someone that is wobbly. Super Don was a little, little wobbly this morning. Thankfully, he didn't wobble all over the computer and it, <laughs> and it, up, and it uploaded. Everything went well. So he got from the weeble wobbly to something uh, strong again. Isn't it the weebles wobble, but they don't fall down? Yes, that was the <laughs> This is it. This is it. And like I said, you once right. you done that work you've thrown the anchor in happiness mm -hmm. so you can claw your way back from anything yeah. but you have to have actually it's different when it becomes your lifestyle you know this mm -hmm. like you said about doing your workout that's your lifestyle yeah. well you see once you once you you've taken the time to really do this deep work mm -hmm. you're that's now your lifestyle that's where you live you're not going to return to the old you now that doesn't mean things aren't going to be thrown at you sure. you, you, you establish these patterns to, to be able to deal with like like i said super don's my example today i saw what he was going through this morning it was brutal it was unbelievable what he overcame and here he is it's like he shook it off like uh, uh you know a taylor swift song or something but uh <laughs> i was just very impressed look at that just right off the shoulders there it was beautiful uh so <laughs> So Amelia, you know, this is, is so timely what you're saying, uh, especially even with that comment that just came in, because we're also looking at uh, some economic shifts that are happening right before our eyes, the banking failures, things like that. And we've had it really good overall for a long time, not saying that we haven't had struggles too economically, ups and downs, but uh, our focus on material goods to replace, you know, kind of an emptiness and feeling that that would fulfill, just like you said, people that have everything sometimes are the most miserable people, which is not a, a, a you know a screed against having stuff that makes your life easier or happier. But the reality is, those are just stuff. Those are things. With or without them, you have to have that happiness because if it's reliant upon that external, you'll never have enough, if you will. And so I think there'll be a lot of people uh, learning that lesson. And oftentimes they say there are no atheists in foxholes. That's a, you know, kind of warfare mentality. Suddenly now you're confronted with mortality issues and survival issues and wondering, hey, how am I going to make it through this? It isn't just about, uh, you know, a level of happiness. You're like, I'm, I'm not thinking about that right now. I just need to survive this. And yes. yet to get us closer to the divine, that relationship, to be relying absolutely on the divine, on the spirit to guide us is something that in times when things are going really well, perceptions out, outwardly, materially, et cetera, are often the times when people feel like they can abandon that relationship because, hey, it's all good. And only when it gets rough and tumble do they then rediscover the importance of that relationship. My prayer is that people then utilize that even when or especially when things are going well, when you perceive that you don't have to. That's a real achievement. Absolutely, absolutely. Because the thing is, is what people need to realize is this space in here is the most important real estate. People clean their houses, people buy all this furniture, they put on nice clothes. But this inside between your two ears is where you live. That's where you really live because that's where you wake up. That's where you go to bed. That's what, what take you take it with you when you're walking down the street. If you go on vacation, you still have this. So this goes with you everywhere you go. So taking the time to clean up this to ensure that your ears are being cleaned out so you can hear God, so you don't have all sorts of gunk 
and yeah. old stuff and resentment towards people that you don't even think about anymore, but the resentments are still there because it's just held there in your body. And so taking care of this, because it means that you will hear God and you'll hear guidance clearer, but not only that, you will naturally feel peace more, you will be happier with less, but you will be guided to more because you will be hearing what you need to hear. And so at this time when there's so much change happening, there is no better time for people to do the work to clean up in here. Yes. Because not only is, uh, well, really also because we have to move into a service to others mentality now. And if you are still in victimhood or if you still have any kind of anger or resentment towards your parents, a sibling, step parent, a teacher, things like that, that is going to, everything you do is going to operate through that filter. And some people want to deny that it's the case, but I'm telling you, it's an absolute fact that any wounds are still being a filter on your life. So when you can clear all of that away, then you're actually really you in this moment. You hear God, you plan what you want to do, and you're able to help others and live a life that you love too. And, you know, God is so big. God can do anything. And so even if things are crumbling around at the same time, I strongly feel that those that are serving God will be will be following a path that will still be filled with lots of joy, lots of peace, lots of happiness, and lots of community. The relationship with the divine is what survives over time. The other things can come and go and crumble, uh, but rooted at the heart of it is love. And that is Amelia Love and AmeliaLoveWorld.com. So good to see you. Consider yourself hugged. Hopefully we'll be in the same city again sometime soon. Or if I get back to Atlanta and see mom, we can connect at that organic Thai restaurant that we wanted to do. Uh, Yes, absolutely. All all timing. But I appreciate you so much on all of the, the good works that you're doing. And anybody that has heard this message, reach out at her website, including if you want to organize a 15-minute free call to see if it's something you want to pursue. And uh, the wow stuff you're doing is wow. And I appreciate that so much. Grateful to know you and uh, continue to see these things, um, you know, proliferate that happiness that you bring. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Lots of love. Take care now. Lots of love. Amelia Love. Uh, So nice to have her on board and uh, another great connection, another great friend doing wonderful work, wonderful ministry. Uh, and however you were inspired uh, to achieve, to dig deeper and to go beyond and forgive those that, uh, um, as she said, doesn't make what they've done to you if you've been wronged. It doesn't make it right, but it certainly frees you from the anchor, the tide to that, the anger, all the other things that kind of hold back uh, the ability to fully embrace and engage and be that love. So thank you, Amelia Love. That was, that was always fun to connect on that. Uh, we have some not so loving uh, letters being written to uh, the Ger- Surgeon General of Florida, interestingly enough. I was like, we had him on. He was a, he was a nice guy. I liked him. Ladapo, is that what we said? Or Ladapo? I can't, I can't remember. I called him both and he was like cool with it. So it tells me a lot about his character. He was just like easy breezy considering all of the not love. He's it's Ladapo, not Ladapo. Ladapo. Thank you. I thought so. But, <laughs> but, you know, he was a cool guy. As I, as I said, I couldn't even remember because was that the day you confused me on the last name or was that? I th- oh, It was may have been. Yeah, you, you were playing I it psyched up. You out. Sorry. You did, totally. It was great. But uh, check this article out of, of about Fox News. The CDC and FDA warning now Florida Surgeon General over his COVID-19 vaccine guidance. Health agencies have dismissed Florida Surgeon General. Joseph Ladapo's guidance. Ladapo. Ladapo? 
Ladapo. Like, you've got me. I'm messed up. I'll never get Ladapo. it right. Anymore. I've got a complex now. Joseph Ladapo's guy. Did I say it right again? Ladapo. <laughs> Ladapo <laughs> against certain segments. Are you messing with me or is I this real? Mess, I have to mess back a little bit. Come on. Okay. Uh, right. Against certain segments of the population receiving COVID-19. Now, see this statement that health agencies have dismissed his, his guidance if they haven't. If you, How do read, you like being dismissed, it, you're dismissed. They, no, but the thing is, they haven't dismissed his guidance. They tried to dismiss him, of course, but his guidance was not dismissed. In fact, if you read his letter to them and their letter to him, they didn't even acknowledge one thing he said to them in their response. Super, can you imagine you write a letter to someone with your concerns about this, 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 and this? You get a, a letter back that says, anything but referencing anything you said in the letter yeah. not even addressing one of those things we'll pretend that doesn't happen and we'll go back into safe and effective safe and effective safe and effective oh, yeah. this it's is the reason why you have people like jennifer sharp that mm -hmm. are putting together a documentary that's made up of people that have been vaccine injured and are being treated like they're they're invisible they're gaslit right and, they don't they don't exist and in this case the Surgeon General of Florida, the same thing. They write to him, but he doesn't exist. Not, none of his concerns exist. It's like, we'll ignore every one of the things you said and just come with our narrative. And I'd say it's, it's darn embarrassing for these organizations, CDC and FDA, to have multi-billions of dollars of budget. And they can't address with fact, with science, even one of, I won't even call them allegations, just realities about this thing that he you know, points out. Instead, you know, they, they play that gaslight game. The people who are injured are not really injured. There's no connection to anything, although we'll get to a connection uh, out of Japan a little later in the show. But I just, I, I guess I shouldn't be astonished by seeing a letter like this to him that ignores everything and anything that he brings to the fore. I mean, that's also why uh, the, the documentary that I took part in that we uh, did the world premiere on on Saturday, I think it's tomorrow, the 15th of March, as, if what I understand, it'll be available in wide release online for free viewing. So you can share it. And certainly if you want to support um, the, the efforts of the Health Independence Alliance, you feel, feel free to donate, of course. But the idea was not to make money with this film. It was hopefully, prayerfully, to stop anyone else that was on the fence about getting another you know, booster jab. So look at the reality of people who have been injured by this and also look at the conflicts of interest from the government to the media to the scientists, to the you know health agencies, and even churches. I mean, yes, it went there. There's conflicts of interest on all levels, and a uh, lot of lot of uncomfortableness. Yes, it's true, but we didn't attack it from a political viewpoint. You'll see on both sides of the political fence, people that got it wrong, and maybe still, but certainly throughout the the, the time, have gotten it wrong. And you know, even even Ron DeSantis got it wrong. We point that out. And it's okay to get it wrong. Exactly. It's not the fact that you got it wrong that we have an issue with. It's just you got it wrong and you're sticking to it. <laughs> or yeah. you got it wrong and you won't even admit that you got it wrong. Yeah. You know, it would go a long way for people. It's like in anything. Yeah. You know, you you made it's like, look, there were so many mistakes that were made during this, 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 whatever you want to call it, that happened in the last three years. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, these government agencies and these talking heads just why, why won't people trust us look i've got the the white lab coat and the stethoscope around my neck you're supposed to trust me yeah it's like no you lied you yeah. were wrong and it would go a long way for these people to just go hey we screwed up we were wrong you were right 
uh, let's, let's, we learned something from this. We're not going to make this mistake again. You know, they, they oh. don't seem to understand. Apparently their parents didn't teach them uh, when they were growing up, you know, mm-hmm. that if you make a mistake, you admit that you made a mistake and you learn from it and you don't do it again. Right. You know, I mean, that's basic, uh, you know, five-year-old uh, uh, teachings there, you mm-hmm. know, and, and these, these people like Fauci and, and Burks and, and Rulinski yeah. and everybody and, and stuff like that. They, they just don't seem to understand that. Well, look at their response. CDC, FDA rejected, you know, the VAERS reference, right? The claim that the increase of VAERS reporting or reports of life-threatening conditions reported from Florida and elsewhere represents an increase of risk caused by the COVID-19 vaccines is incorrect, misleading, and could be harmful to the American public. You know, based on what? Honestly, there's there's nothing to back that statement up by the, the CDC. folks that experienced the adverse reactions to these vaccines that you guys don't seem to want to acknowledge or you just want to dismiss would disagree with you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's maddening to they're, think about, you know, these people, they just, it's, it's like, they, they, it's like they're invisible. Yeah. They're continuing to insist that the VAERS system is it's not evidence of cause and effect. Now we've never claimed it was evidence of definitive cause and effect. But it was set up to be Means, an alert system. Absolutely. It, 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 it asks for investigation to look into these things. And that's why when you had, was it RFK Jr. Mm-hmm. Or, or was it Dell Bigtree? I can't remember uh, where they filed the, 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 the lawsuit and said, show yeah, us that you on. have investigated right. these things. Where's the proof that you looked no, into have. these adverse events? They have. They just dismissed them. Once again, dismiss them. So what's the whole point if the VAERS system was set up by, you know, part of the act of Congress uh, back in 86, and you're telling us now that the r- radical, dramatic increase of VAERS reporting means what? Nothing? Then the entire system was wrong from the beginning? Wh- when did you ever say that before when somebody what's said What's the point? The what's the point of having the damn thing? Yeah, exactly. You know, they, they put it in there and then say, it's ah, oh, no, you can't rely on that. Yeah. Well, it, what's... And when you look at the statement <laughs> that they're saying cardiovascular risk is higher in people who are not jabbed, despite all of the numbers coming in, uh, you know, and hearing from cardiologists like McCullough and others, I just it's astound, astounding. But again, it only strengthens my resolve to know that I've been right on this, that the FDA is completely disingenuous. It's uh, dis, uh, to be disregarded as an agency of science, as is the CDC. These are political organizations, economic organizations, marketing and distribution arms of the vaccine industrial complex that has no liability when their products injure or kill. And, you know, the CDC are the denialists. The FDA are the denialists. When we talk about that evil term denialism that they claim anybody who questions, you know, the official narrative is automatically a denialist about some element of reality when we see the CDC and FDA insisting that nothing in VAERS makes any uh, sense or reality when it comes to cause and effect potential, much less actual, you know, adverse events resulting in, you know, uh, injury and death. And all of Deni- Denialism implies that there is a right side to mm-hmm. the debate the, and, and the denialists are the small fringe, you know, that don't go along with the consensus uh, that everybody else knows is yeah. correct. There, you could not be so any any farther off base in a situation like this because there are so so many yeah. doctors and scientists and things like that that disagree with the CDC and the FDA mm-hmm. and the World Health Organization. There is no consensus. The consensus that they want to try and, and fool Engineer, everybody yeah. into believing is there does not exist. Doesn't exist. 
All right. When we come back from this top of the hour education break, uh, we're going to report on one country's health agency or ministry acknowledging a direct causal link. No. Maybe. Yeah. A direct causal link between the uh, jab and a death. Not no possible. Kidding. Yeah. This impossible. is a shocker. Y'all be ready for this and a whole lot more. We got, uh, well, there's so much to discuss. My gosh, I don't know how we do it in the limited time we have. And others go, how do you fill the time? No, James Patrick is joining us in the second hour. And we'll talk about his uh, Planet Lockdown film. Also the one underway, uh, Nitrogen 2000, about the attack on the farmers there. Uh, and a whole lot more. Thanks for being here. Share the show, robertscabell.com slash listen. We'll also let you in on some upcoming events and some special deals for good things that make or help you or facilitate you to be stronger and healthier and I guess happier too. Thank you to Amelia Love for being on board today as well. The power to heal is yours. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Part of happiness is uh, doing what you love and, and being that love that you do. And part of that for my mom is dancing. She's always loved dancing her whole life. And that's what was the bummer the last two and a half, three years during the COVID thing. She was suffering uh, from strange maladies due to allergies and skin issues. And uh, we've been working with her for a long time now. And it wasn't until our good friend Babry sent her his Folium PX the three-pronged approach, the super antioxidant, Folium PX, the Folium PX Immuno, and the Folium PX Relax. She got on that within two weeks. She was able to, she had more energy, she was reporting, and sleeping better. And then on January 1st, 2023, on her way to her 89th birthday, she went out dancing and celebrated the new year. And then on her birthday, she celebrated by dancing to, was it a Fred Astaire movie? Do you remember that, Super Don? We played the, the clip of her dancing. Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire, yes. Yeah. I can't remember what it was the this I can't remember the name of the movie. Yeah, but it was it was actually it came out in 1934 when she was born and she danced. And I, I just have nothing but love and gratitude for Babry and what he's done. And a Chernobyl level antioxidant that you guys can get 10% off with the code RSB10 or just reach out to them and they'll they'll hook you up. But uh, this folium PX is that amazing. F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X.com. There's the relax and the immuno. This three-pronged approach is uh game changer, a life changer for the better. And if it can help people, you know, coming through Chernobyl, what can it do for you? If it can help my mom at 89, get on the dance floor again, what can it do for you? Please consider it, reach out and uh, get on it and then report back to me uh, as well. And I'll be, I'm going to be doing the same. I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm very, uh, what I call methodical about it. I'm going to look to start on it myself to, to report to you my experience with it as well, but that it happened nice. to help my mom so much. Uh, you know, like I said, Always grateful for that. Thank you, Babery. So check that out and say say hello and thank you from all of us. Uh, we got Jane, James uh, Sh- uh, Patrick coming up momentarily. Uh, he's out and about in the car, it looks like. I just want to make sure you're safe, James. Don't be wrecking while you're on the show on your phone. <laughs> uh, I just uh, I wanted to also give you a heads up on driving tips by Robert Scott Bell. Yep. Yeah. I mentioned to you that uh, Jonathan E. Mord was just he just received the official uh, endorsement from Ron Paul. Yes. Which is huge. And it's like one of those things that you, you can see when Jonathan talks about it, he gets choked up and teary eyed because, you know, Ron Paul has meant a lot to all of us, a man who, despite all of the obstacles uh, to freedom and integrity and statesmanship, never wavered. 
That's why he was called Dr. No. It's like, if the Constitution doesn't allow for it, why would I, you know, vote for it? And they, you know, the lobbyists didn't even bother showing up. That's like uh, Jonathan E. Moore. He annoyed the heck out of a whole lot of people in Congress. Yeah. Because it was just like, you know. It made them all look bad. Republicans and Democrats alike, because how do you how do you shine against, uh, you know, that light coming through a guy that's like, this is the principle. This is what I stick to. And I'm not changing. Now, he would find people that he would vehemently disagree with on many subjects. Yet on one subject, they had agreement. He would work with them. So he wasn't a cancel culture kind of guy. A lot of people would try and cancel him. But, you but know, what else is at the same time, there were there were instances where he would be working together in a bipartisan way with somebody yeah. on the other side of the aisle. Oh, and it was like, you know, it's like, wait a minute. I thought you were one of us. Right. You know, he's like, well, you know, if it's constitutional, if it passes yeah. the the test, then he didn't care who he worked with, you know? So I'm going to be with Jonathan E. Moore to three city tour of Virginia. Uh, and that's happening the 29th, 30th and 31st of March. And uh, you can check out his website, emord4va.com in the upcoming events. And then on the, uh, First and second, I'll be with my friends at Nutritional Frontiers down in uh, Clearwater Beach, Florida, for a two and a half day event. I'll be there for two days and on the beach, and it's going to be amazing. And I think we'll have silver and copper shots. I talked to Seth from Natural Immunogenics. They're going to have some things, a lot of great free samples, other things given away. It's, it's a lot of fun. So I'd love to see you there at that event as well. And there's a bunch of others, but check out the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. Uh, to see how you can plug in all the wonderful things that are happening. Now, I mentioned to you uh, from the FDA CDC pushback on the Surgeon General of Florida based on you know the nonsense that FDA and CDC is foisting. One Nation's Health Ministry has acknowledged finally a causal link to the COVID jab and death. This headline, Japan reports first death directly linked to COVID-19 vaccine. This doesn't mean all the other deaths aren't linked but it means the first time a health ministry has acknowledged it beyond a reasonable doubt, basically. So they said uh, uh, in November, uh, let's see, a 42-year-old woman had the COVID, COVID-19 jab, uh, and within, I don't know, uh, 15 minutes her breathing had stopped. Seven minutes she was, she was sickly, and uh, they thought it was anaphylaxis. It turned out it was not. And... The woman was taken to a hospital and died of acute heart failure an hour and 40 minutes after receiving the COVID-19 jab. And the postmortem CT scan said she had experienced acute pulmonary edema, a sudden buildup of fluid in the lungs. And they couldn't deny the causal link. From the data obtained from CT scan, scan or images, no abnormalities were found that could have caused the death other than the vaccine. That They, they say you can't deny this. Now, we know it, there's many more than this one, but it's a significant step when a health ministry of any nation goes, oh, well, yeah, because you know they're invested in not making that link. There's so much, so many economic and other conflicts of interest. Once again, that's a big part of the Utah Safe and Effective documentary, revealing these conflicts of interest and what manifests from them. So I urge you, if you haven't seen those fil- that film yet, uh, we'll confirm tomorrow on tomorrow's show if it's available and up for everybody, but we're making it available for free. If you guys want to support the Health Independence Alliance, it's there as well. We'll let you know. But I'm grateful that, well, at least one ministry has acknowledged this. Now, in terms of the results of lockdowns, were they good? Were they bad? Does anybody have 
a perception still to this day that they were anything but detrimental to the health of just about everybody. There's a film, maybe you've already seen it by now. It's been out, but planetlockdownfilm.com. We have it linked up in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. And we also have another film connection. And this is at bigpicture.watch linked up. James Patrick, I've interviewed before, doing incredible work in the filmmaking world to do more than just entertain, but inform, engage the best of what these documentaries can do to tell stories that aren't being told in other ways and give you an opportunity to see what's happening. And we're going to get an update from him right now. Looking, looks like he's in his car. James, are you on the side of the road so it's safe? Yeah, and a rest stop here. Thanks. Okay, all right. Well, I was looking at you earlier. I was like, dude, he's driving around. I mean, this could be a dangerous thing. I don't want that to happen to you because you're doing good work. I want to make sure you're safe. So uh, if you can reel where you are and what you're doing, are you on project right now, taking a pause just to be with us on the show? Yeah, I'm, um, I'm doing a film on the, on the reproductive issues called Where's My Period? Mm. That's the tentative title now. So working on that. Um, yeah. I was complaining but, to, uh, to, to the lady that owns the gym that I was on my period because, you know, it's like we never get that excuse. Nowadays, I learned that men can claim to be women. So I just went in and played it out. And thankfully, in this group, there was a lot of laughter. But what is not funny is, uh, James, what you're talking about in this next film, apparently you're working on, Where's My Period? The negative effects on the reproductive organs of women, probably men too, uh, that we've been pointing out the moment we started hearing about it from nurse fertility specialists uh, out of their uh, offices and what they were seeing occur. So that's a, another important project. Yeah, it's it's really a, a, a huge egregious cover up as to what's going on with what could be a surreptitious sterilization of people through these shots. There, there was a case in Kenya in 2014 where the Gavi and, and Gates funded WHO distributed Serum Institute, many shots uh, were sterilizing Kenyan women with unwittingly. And now we have the same cast of characters from the manufacturer, distributor and financiers with the COVID shots. And so it's, it's disturbing to say the least, there should be inquiries into this. And I'm just collecting some of the testimonies and getting, getting that message out there. Um, some of the V-safe data was showing that 20% of women were having um, egregious side effects like miscarriages, massive hemorrhaging, interviewed women who had to go through hysterectomies over it. Um, so it appears there's a difference. It could be a, some of the injections are acting almost like abortion medications. Like if the woman has the shot on the first 14 days versus the second 14 days, the cycle it either creates a lack of a period or induces a period or induces a hemorrhage so yeah. um there's other things going on as well there's a whole basket of, of things going on but it's certainly not a, a flu medication um or a flu no. vaccination what what not at all administered. Uh, james is it possible you can disconnect and reconnect because i'm getting a lot of staticky clicking sounds i want to get as clear as every word that you have because i feel it's so valuable and important what you're doing and sharing if you don't mind, we'll pause sure. and I'll continue on. Just disconnect, reconnect, and we'll look for you in a moment. Uh, yeah, and and remember, we we talked with him about his film, Planet Lockdown, as well. And we have the link to the, the film Nitrogen 2000, The Dutch Farmer's Struggle, where they're attacking farmers for producing too much what? You know, too many cows? And they're causing what? Global warming when it's cooling or not? It's changing all of the time. There's so much disinformation coming from not 
uh, the people like uh, James Patrick doing these films, but unfortunately, the people that are holding on to a narrative that would limit access to the food that would sustain us, creating starvation, mass starvation potential, and or corralling now, not cows, but people into 15-minute cities, probably eating Soylent Green if the WEF and the WHO had their way. Uh, so we'll see if we can get uh, James back on in a moment, and hopefully uh, it won't be so clickety-clackety. Uh, it's the it's the risk of coming through the phone at that point. But uh, I, okay, I think he's trying to link up now. Let's see if we can bring him in. All right, James, let's see if that sounds better. Does it sound better? It's still a little clickety, and this is the risk of coming through on a phone. Uh, you know, we'll try and make do and maybe at least communicate the most critical a project or projects that you're working on right now so we can gain the support to help you finish them. Yeah, the Dutch farmer story is quite a big issue. The The use of fake environmental arguments to control us, I think, is a, is a recurring theme that we're seeing. Um, the demonization of cows and potentially restructuring the food system. So... I pointed out that if they had their way, they wouldn't be corralling cows. They would be corralling people into 15-minute cities and feeding them Soylent Green. Uh, because, uh, you know, this, the idea that cows are the cause of whatever, climate change and global warming, and we just need to grow more uh, monocrop vegetation, which relies a lot on pesticides and genetic engineering, it's anything but an environmentally friendly protocol or program that they're promoting. Yeah, it's sort of a, they're 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 using this argument to to control us. It's not they're not legitimate arguments. Carbon is not pollution. Nitrogen is not pollution. It's their natural, most common elements of nature. Right. So as you're putting this thing together, I don't know how close it is to completion, particularly the nitrogen two thousand one you've been working on for a while. Uh, it, it, do we have a release date yet? Is it too early to say? It'll be in in uh, early April. Oh, yeah. coming out soon. All right. Before Earth yeah. Muffin Day then. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll, it's a 35 minute film. It really gets into to the whole story of what's going on in Holland. They, they're starting to regulate nitrogen in, in Canada. Um, they've kind of pulled back on it a little bit, but they're going to come back again. In the same sort of thing, I think, will come around the world. The demonization of cows is happening everywhere. Mm -hmm. I found out that 25% of the earth is used to graze cattle and livestock. So it could be a way to move to nationalize or control that land. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It is, it'll be a devastating impact that will not be good for the planet or the people on it, but I don't think they're really concerned about it. As you've seen, uh, since we've talked to you last, that disaster in East Palestine, uh, Ohio, with a dumping of major toxic chemicals and poisons and the global uh, warming alarmists, the uh, climate change alarmists had little or nothing to say about the actual damage to the environment there, which tells me that they're phony environmentalists. Yeah. They're using these kind of goody goody arguments like, Oh, you need to be a slave because it's good for others. It's better for others. It's, in COVID they were doing the same as over, over safety, overkill safety, attitude it's it just strains cred credibility all this and so the other story about the um periods where's my period is that really early on in your in your uh, research or have you uh, filmed a lot of interviews and in, in, in aspects for that film 
Uh, it's almost done. I've got just two, one more interview, and yeah, it's 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 a month from being finished. Okay. And how are you doing on support? Have people been finding you and saying, "Hey, I want to donate it all," or how's that going? I uh, haven't gotten much support at all. I've been working for free for almost three years on this and getting a little burned out by it and sure. coming up with different ways to get this. But if people could please donate to this, because I, you know, I'm I'm getting the best people in the world to talk on these things and. Uh, and uh, getting getting the real original documents on these things. Well, and the Planet Lockdown has been available to view for a long time now, hasn't it? For free, yeah. yeah. It's in 17 languages. I, I worked for two years on that one, yeah. Yeah, so you are driven not because this is making you rich. If anything, it's depleting your resources. But you're obviously driven for uh, you know, a passion and a mission that uh, belies the economic uh, stability that you might need. I'm just concerned about you. I don't want to see you go hungry and have to eat soil and green. <laughs> I mean, I have other sources of income, but I just, just as far as this work, I've been doing it for free. So if people could donate that, I'd appreciate it. Um, but I've gotten, you know, I had my expenses paid for with Planet Lockdown, but that's about it. There's a lot of other people in the movement that, that, that promote themselves harder and, you know, put themselves more in the front of all the projects. But I really let the witnesses speak. I let the experts speak. I don't put my face all over it. Um, it's really about the stories. It's about what the women are going through. It's about the farmers and, 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 and really getting people the best information we can find on it and the best experts. Now, I'm looking. I've got both links uh, to the Planet Lockdown film and also BigPicture.watch, which gets us to the uh, Nitrogen 2000 Dutch Farmers Struggle film. I, I, do you have a, a website already? Oh, I see. I'm scrolling down to the bottom and I see where's my period of short documentary. Um, and, and so you do have that listed on that same uh, website. Picture the, one. the trailer's there too. Yeah, you can see that. Okay. Do I, Have we played the trailer? I don't think we have. Super done. Do we have access to that? Might be a little late to do so today, but I wouldn't mind putting it's, that out. That's it. That's shot in France and U.S. And so it's kind of a U.S. French film. Okay. All right, I can't open it when I hit choose. Let me see if it opens now. Where's my period? A short documentary. Yeah. Okay. And I see the funding. Some people have donated, which is great. So that's something I wouldn't mind playing uh, eventually. Uh, this. Uh, it's on BitChute too. Okay. So, so I don't know, Superdon, is it too much to ask to see if we can play that? Uh, because I don't think we've done that before. We've seen the Nitrogen 2000. I don't have it downloaded or anything. No. Okay. All right. So that's something we'll have to redo do again, James. I apologize, but I'm glad uh, you were able to drop in, even though you're in the car, getting out and about to, to stop by and say hello and catch us up on the projects because, you know, you are a dynamic, extraordinary filmmaker. I've seen your work and you've you've seen a lot, you've done a lot and that you're donating your time to put this together. I would love to see people support you and get both of these projects done. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a big issue, the fertility issue. Um, it's sort of like the elephant in the room. No one wants to talk about mm -hmm. it. People are either too, too afraid to talk about it or it's uncomfortable. A lot of, I think a lot of men who face like problems, you know, or women who face problems after getting the vaccination with their reproductive health, it's, it's embarrassing. They don't want to talk about it. It's definitely been a challenge getting witnesses. You know, I found a group uh, who had a lot of testimonies, but not a lot of women wanted to come out and talk on camera. 
you know, about how they are sterilized or, you know, and imagine getting a guy to go on camera saying he can't get his dick up. It's just not, it's just a hard, it's hard to find sure. testimony. It's an awkward subject to, uh, on any day. Yeah. Now, are these people also being gaslit? You know, like we've talked about, uh, you know, people that are injured by the jab are being denied that there's any connection. They're actually, the EU regulator has said it, it, that massive hemorrhaging is a normal side effect of the vaccine. So not, not, not a heavy period, but like hemorrhaging yeah. and on what planet? You well, know? we've, we've talked about something called decidual cast shedding where the entirety of, of, of the, you know, the uterus, everything just kind of just comes out uh, a, 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 you know, stunning uh, experience for anybody to have, not in a good way. And these are the things that have happened primarily that were rare and now become more commonplace after the jabs came out. As I've talked to nurse and medical uh, fertility specialists, and some of these stories are horrific. And I'd be happy to connect you to any of them that I know if they would help. No, I've, I've, inter- I've interviewed the, the, the four gynecologists that you're referring okay. to. Yeah, they, they've, the, these are, I think, more minor issues. They're, they are occurring. It's, it's kind of related to what they're calling shedding. Those are secondary effects of potentially vaccinated, affecting unvaccinated. I'm focusing on the bigger issue of what are vaccinating, vaccinated people experiencing. It's a, it's a bigger issue. It's more broad. Okay. I would not, I think from a optic standpoint, it's, it's, it's not the best strategy to focus on this, the secondary, third dairy effects. Mm-hmm. They, they are occurring, but we do not know what the explanations of those are. We don't know what, they're calling it shedding, but it's, it could be there's five different explanations for what that could be. So it's, it really depends on what's in the shots that it's secret. They're not, not no one's testing these things very much. The the people usually bark up one, the tree of one explanation or another. It's really not known what's in them. Um, So until we know with good testing, it's sort of all speculation. Um, It could be pheromonal transfer of uh one woman's getting sterilized from a shot and then someone the she's the alpha female and then she's giving an effect onto another woman whose cycle is syncing up to hers and then experiencing something weird like that it could there's a bunch of other explanations but shedding is a vaccinology term Mm -hmm. of 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 normal vaccines these aren't normal vaccines So I don't know if that term encompasses the phenomenon correctly. No, but, you know, when um, I was speaking of, of shedding in, in the context of decisual cast shedding, it wasn't related to the shedding of a uh, you know post-vaccine uh, issue, but uh, a related issue in terms of adverse events due to the COVID jab of the shedding of the uterine wall or yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, no, but the doctors I interviewed who talk about the decisual cast shedding are, are, are firmly into the shedding gotcha. stuff. and. and it is an issue, yeah. like uh, Dr. Thorpe, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I've interviewed her. The My Cycle Story of Parato, like they're they're focusing on that. I think it's important, but it's just I don't think it'll convince skeptical right. as easy. It's yeah, how uh, do you reach those? When you took the shot and, and experiencing problems is like a hundred percent provable. James, do you, do, we, you, do you have any events coming up that you'll be presenting or or sharing your film at all? Anything that we could attend anything out there um i'll be i'll be presenting at some of the reawaken america tour events um one in vegas in the summer and then i'm going to some other conferences but not 
no speaking arrangements immediately scheduled. Okay, well, like to connect with yeah. you again, hopefully see some of these films out there for people to really uh, be exposed to the things that you've been digging into. We've been covering here on the show, but uh, to put it in a documentary film, we just released uh, on Saturday a wide release of the uh, Utah Safe and Effective uh, documentary that we did. And it was about the injuries and the people being interviewed about their 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 stories. Is that Oracle Films? Uh, no, it was just a, a Health Independence Alliance production, all volunteers, oh, cool. and uh, it was uh, pretty amazing what was related, as well as the the conflicts of interest within the scientific, medical, and media and religious organizations as well. So there are no clean hands here, and uh, we wanted to relate some other pathways moving forward to to help people do this yes. not occur again. Yeah, I'd encourage also women who are experiencing this or men just to, to email me at info at bigpicture.watch. Okay. More testimonies um, would be would be great. It'd be good if we can get get some events. I'm doing that in Europe, but not not in the U.S. as much. So okay. I'd love to get more more testimonies of, of people experiencing this. Okay, things. info at bigpicture.watch will reach you if yeah. people have had these uh, yeah. infertility scenarios or um, – uh, miscarriages, other things after the jab, that would be something that would help you to put this film fully together. Miscarriages. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just unheard of that you'd vaccinate a pregnant woman, let alone with, with these, these vaccines. Yeah, It's just unprecedented medical history. It really is. Well, James Patrick, thank you on the road where you are to stop on the side of the road safely and uh, join us today. I was a little better on the second connection, so I thank you for that as well. And uh, please let us know if there are any updates. I'm happy to get it out there because, again, you're doing excellent work. And uh, the ability of film to transcend some of the, the narratives, or maybe all of them, is quite profound. And I encourage more people to do this kind of work as well as uh, uh, watch it and share it. Thank you. Thank you for what you're doing. Too. All right, James. Good to see you again, buddy. Okay. So uh, that, that is, uh, again, a lot of good people doing great work that have been far in on the inside of a lot of things on this planet that have decided to leave those things to do good things, to leave a great legacy, to not sit quietly and idly by while these, you know, seeming, I say seeming, yeah, I call them disasters. I mean, if you have are going to have a child, expect a child and it doesn't work out like during pregnancy, I know historically those things have happened. They're not totally unusual, but what we have seen reported from fertility specialists and people who have been through this is highly unusual at numbers, at percentages, at, at levels that were, well, that are unprecedented is the point. And so I'm grateful that uh, James is putting that next film together as well as the Nitrogen 2000 film and his Planet Lockdown film. All right, we had a question coming in uh, from J-Yo uh, in the chat room. Hi, Robert and Super Don. My husband went into uh, cardiac arrest February 25th. CPR was done for 40 to 45 minutes. I believe he will make a full recovery because God is the biggest physician. The neurologist wasn't assuring about his recovery, but we did not receive that. I know God is doing miracles every day, and he works through people to do that. Do you know who I could contact for his recovery? Well, I don't know where you are specifically, but if you want to work with one of my favorite cardiologist, my friend, my pal, I got to hang out with last week a little bit with Jonathan Emord, and that would be the paleocardiologist, Jack Wolfson. And I think Supernon, his website is paleocardiologist or thepaleocardiologist.com. He's got a book about that as well. And he does have a practice uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, outside of Phoenix. And I'm sure that he does uh, maybe Zoom calls as well. 
But I would, or, you know, if you're looking to work with a bona fide cardiologist, uh, he's someone that I would have no problem sending you to as a guy that uh, knows what we know here. And uh, that's my best suggestion. I don't know, Jay, where you are in, in the United States or, or elsewhere, honestly. I, I apologize if I should know that. Uh, but reach out to uh, Jack Wilson, Dr. Jack Wilson. That would be my my best suggestion there. All right, let's see what else we got going on here. I didn't follow up on some of the upcoming events. Hold you on. Can, I had too ahead. many things to yeah. click on. I was trying to, ah, how what do we get you back on? I was, I was he, has, he has a new you. website. It's a new That's website. A, okay. It's, uh, hmm. <laughs> too many things going on here. DrJackWolfson.com. Yeah. Okay. That'll, that'll be easy. DrJackWolfson.com. And, uh, what a great it's, guy, dude! It's a it's a cool website. Uh, it? If you have if you haven't seen it, let me get it up here so you can see. Okay, it's it's like way different from the one that he used to have. Um, let's see here, there, there. Man, I just got too many things to click on here. Yeah, well, you there, got a day. There, there we is. go. Yes, there he is, Doctor Wilson. Look how fancy it is now. That's nice. With all this that. video and. Yeah, this is beyond the AOL days, that's for sure. Yes. <laughs> America's it's Natural Netscape. Heart. Remember the old Netscape? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. But so, yeah, Jack is doing great work, and he also is endorsed and supports our friend Jonathan E. Mord. Uh, and he told the story about how Jonathan saved his butt, so to speak, because they were coming after him because he dared to, you know, speak truth to the licensing board, you know what we know about what causes heart disease and what doesn't. So hold on. Oh. I know I had to sneeze. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Thank you. That's so much. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Did you get it on your hand? Uh, no, it was a dry no. sneeze. Oh, okay. All right. Just enough to go. <laughs> ah, when I look up at the sun or this ring light, it's like, ah, chew. And there we are. We're back. Okay. So upcoming events real quick. I know we've got some other stories to cover as well today. Uh, I just want to follow up on the events in Virginia and then uh, Clearwater Beach, Florida. We have online events as well, uh, online fasting events, online osteoporosis events, online neurometabolic events. I mean, brain and neurometabolism, they're all there in the upcoming events tab of robertscottbell.com. Uh, if you keep scrolling down, you'll see that the middle of April or so, or th three weeks into it, April 21st and 22nd, which is a Friday and a Saturday at the Mountain America Expo Center, basically in the Salt Lake Valley and Sandy, uh, Be Healthy Utah, Natural Health and Wellness Conference. We need to get Shane and Liz Watt back on the show to talk about what's coming up at that event. I'll be there speaking and broadcasting. It's a great event, two-day event, a Friday-Saturday event. So if you can be in the area, come on down. April's a, a kind of a nice transition time starting to change the weather from the snowy season to the spring. And then we're later in, not much after that, Feb, uh, April, I'm sorry, 28th through 30th, Functional Medicine Summit and Expo. This is by our good friends, uh, Drs. Terry and Stu Warner. We need to get them on again to talk, talk about this event. This is going to be great. I'll be there speaking, emceeing, broadcasting, interviewing. It's going to be amazing. And we have Dr. David Brownstein is going to join us, Dr. Krishna Donaparthi, and, and many other, Dr. James Neuschwander. You know, these are all great people. Dr. John Witcher is also a, a physician and he's running for governor in Mississippi. Judy Mikovits is there. Christina Parks, James Thorpe. I mean, there's a great crowd to be there. And I know that the Nurse Freedom Network and uh, many of our friends there, including Kimberly Overton, will be there. And so I'd love for you to join us there. I'm going to be going, I think I, my sense is into more into protocols of what to do, how to do it. 
when I speak as well. Uh, there'll be more events popping up between then likely, but the uh, July 14th, 15th, and 16th event is a unique event. In the era of the Robert Bell Show, we've never had an RSB family union. And you all are in that family if you want to join us at the Goody Farms Homestead in Southwest Missouri. And that is, uh, well, today is pie day. So this is the day I could say organic pie will be served. Today is pie day? 3.14, my brother. Really? I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. How did you not know that, dude? Because I'm not a nerd. No, but, it, yeah. you, you don't like pie like I like pie. That's what it is. Man, when you said you like pie, I didn't mean you went all the way. I mean, all, that's the, like, all in, buddy. All wow. in. Yeah. Impressive. So a lot of fun there. And that's going to be hosted by Leslie and family. Leslie is amazing. And she's got a podcast, Stay at Home Mom, on the Robert Chabell Podcast Network. Yep. And I hope that Ula and Mark and family can join us because they also have a podcast on our network, uh, The do. Preacher and the Polish Girl. And uh, appreciate them. They're all they're adding to the mix. And these are people with great integrity, great passion. They're on missions and they're telling stories. They're sharing their lives. They're sharing their stories. And I, I love that we can do that here together. And mm -hmm. there's great love and respect and support for one another here. I, I just love that about this community. Uh, we're also going to be in Las Vegas at the Biomed Expo, September 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th. Tickets and info, you might be able to uh, also uh, um, exhibit there, maybe speak there. So reach out at biomedexpo.com. So that's the update on some upcoming events and things. I'm going to give a shout out to the folks over uh, not only on Facebook, which we mm -hmm. have a lot, and on Twitch, mm -hmm. uh, and on Twitter. Uh, Maybe on Twitter. I don't know how many yeah. listeners we have on Twitter. Um, but I want to give a shout out to the folks over uh, on Rumble. We got like 40 people over watching us on Rumble right now. Yeah, I wish they would integrate the chat room from Rumble. Into the service that we use does not have Rumble associated with it. So, we, so, But I do have it on over on the other PC over here. So I you can, can see, monitor it. Okay. I can see comments and, and stuff like that. So, yeah. Hello. All right. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Now, do we have confirmation on a cardio miracle webinar? We haven't done one in a long time. I believe we've got, it's coming up on the 23rd. Um, I'll have an email going out on that. Okay. Soon. So the 23rd will be a Thursday. So it'll be a Thursday, like afternoon, evening, depending on where you are, right? Uh, yeah. It's going to be like six o'clock. I think your time. Okay. Time. I'm still rocking the cardio miracle every morning before my workouts and uh, I'm in second place right now, Super Don, for the challenge of the week. Uh, I think it's um, Kiki, who I've talked about. She kicked my butt by two reps. Uh, and the the uh, challenge of the week this week is to drop down into a push-up position, not a full burpee. You don't do a full push-up, just drop down. Your legs drop back. You go down on all fours and get back up, and you come into a, a two shin kicks of the, the bag, and that counts as one. You have to do that for three minutes. And I did, and I was hurting on Monday. I wasn't fully engaged, but I did my best. I did 50. And then Kiki comes along yesterday and does 52. So I might try it again on Friday to see if I'm in better. Uh, let's let's get Kiki on, on the show. Oh, no. You don't. What she eats, you don't want to know. I'm like, I'm trying to get is her. She, is she the McDonald's person? She, yeah, she she does a bit she, of that. Also, another, <laughs> another. Yeah, but she's she's super fit. I mean, I, I can't yeah. argue with her fitness All level, right. but. She doesn't eat as well as I'd like her to it eat. It just her. burns right out of her system. Her metabolism just Something's going on that she just can knocks those chicken nuggets right out. Yeah, I don't know, but it's fascinating when somebody can do. That. I mean, they're obviously <laughs> a lot younger, but still, it's uh, you know, I, I'm trying to be a good influence without being too annoying. And thankfully, they take it with good humor. They laugh at me. They joke about when they go there just to tease me. 
and it's all in good fun. But it said, you walk in, they go, oh, there's that anorexic guy. Remember, I told you about Rachel's son, youngest son. Well, not not now youngest because they have a baby, but uh, second youngest. And he 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 told my daughter that he was scared of me. Mm. Yeah. And, he, and, I, and I confronted him about it. Not, I was like, what? You're scared of me? No, I was like, what's going on, man? He's like, yeah, well, you come in with all this food. Now I'm nervous to eat my chips every day. I'm like, <laughs> he was joking. Right? Oh, I see. But I'm trying to be a good influence, but not scare the kids, right? That's for other people to do, frighten the children. You're the organic bully in the gym there. Yeah, no, but thankfully they laugh about it. They take it with the spirit with which I'm delivering it, and they tolerate me. Or they maybe some of them even like me. <laughs> so, although they probably get annoyed when I win the chow, okay, you win the chow every other week or something. No, I don't. There's some really fit women at that gym that are really coming on strong. Are there no fit guys? You're always talking about the women. Are you like, uh, there, yeah, are there rare, any other guys there? Or? It's rare to get beat by the guys. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, the women are, are bringing it. They're, they're amazing. Um, so I don't know. That makes you the alpha male. The alpha male. Yeah. That's me. Alpha male. I just, and I got new gloves for my birthday. Thank you, Rachel, uh, which are really, they're a little lighter weight than the 16 ounce gloves. So I'm feeling like I'm like super fast now when you work out with heavy gloves and then you change to a lighter glove. But at least the Velcro works on these. The others, the Velcro was defective. It was annoying every time halfway through the workout, they, they just be falling off. So Wow. Now listen, I am, I'm checking out uh, Rumble over here. Yeah. And, and uh, if this is true, uh-huh. this is a big deal. What is it? True Kirby over on Rumble says that we made the front page on Rumble under the news category. Is that right? How did we do that? I have no idea. I, I didn't even know there was a news category or a Rumble front page. That would explain why we probably have, you know, a good, decent number of people that are watching right now. A little yeah. more than normal. Dude, and, and if you missed yesterday's show, good Lord, it was amazing. Hall of Famer, NBA, John Stockton was on the show yesterday. And we had a great discussion, a lot of things. And then Super Don and I, we did some basketball talk too, because we were like fans, especially at the time when Stockton was playing, all the players that were going on there. It was a great interview, a fun interview. John Stockton's a good man. And then Dr. Pierre Corey yesterday was a fantastic interview. Yeah, a physician who's really woken up to the limitations of medicine and opened up to a lot of things and a great guy. I would urge you to support him as well. Really good guy. So um, these are the fun things we get to do. Every day, just about Monday through Friday, three to five Eastern with a bonus round that extends the show beyond two hours. And uh, Sundays we pre-record uh, for our GCN uh, radio syndicated uh, network as well. Uh, let's see what else we got as far as in the news. Speaking of the news, all travelers to the UK. What is this story? All travelers to the UK, including from the EU and US, will need pre-authorization by 2025. So we're, oh man, you know, this is so embarrassing the United States of America, but you know, we're the greatest. Like, do we still have under the Obama administration, a mandate that you have to be COVID jab before you can come to visit America? I think, I think uh, so. yeah. In fact, this is the reason why you've got Ron DeSantis right now that is trying to figure out how to get that tennis player guy Djokovic into in. the United States. On like, boat. They're going to like a hide him in, a, in the, 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 <laughs> the bowels of think, a boat to sneak him in or something. DeSantis, just bring him in. Don't ask for permission. I think if, if there's a loophole for coming in by boat, just let him in. Bring him on in. I want to see Djokovic in Miami play. I mean, tennis. how crazy is that where we have to sneak tennis players into the country so that they can play tennis? That's amazing. If they don't, I mean, come on. But you know, I, I, I could have understood if we were, if this was 20, 
you know, 21 or something like that when everything was nuts. Yeah. Then you just kind of go, we still wouldn't agree with it, but we'd be like, okay, I get it because, you know, the, a bunch of uh, crazy people are, are running the show right now. Uh, but here we are in 2023 and mm-hmm. you still can't get in the, the poor guy. Jo- what is his name? Djokovic. Or- Novak Djokovic. He yeah. still can't get in to play tennis because he hasn't gotten his COVID vaccine. Yeah. Incredible. I mean, really? Yeah. Well, this is, you know, this is the Biden administration, but it's more than and beyond Biden administration. There are globalists among us, both Democrat and Republican, and they want global digital ID, basically. UK is launching the biggest shakeup of border rules in decades. Travelers who currently do not require a visa to visit the UK will need to apply for a digital pre-approval before arriving. That includes mm-hmm. European Union, US, Australian and Canadian citizens. Now, what does this mean exactly? Digital is this, yeah. is this going to be like a real ID type thing where you're going to have to have some kind of scan that's going to be attached to all of your other information or something? Yeah. I mean, the thing is, will it involve tracking you while you're in the country? And, and you know, at the same time, the Biden administration goes, hey, come on in through through Mexico. You don't even need to be jabbed. You can be a terrorist. Doesn't matter. Bring on the fentanyl. And, and you know, wow. You try to Applications come will be made online or via an app. Mm-hmm. Those with biometric passports will scan them using their phone and may also need to take a dynamic selfie wow. in, in, uh, involving movement to yeah. submit an image of their face and then answer a set of questions. Don't tell me the new world order isn't real. I mean, this is a supranational attempt at tracking people digitally, first turning them into digital realities or artificial realities. And uh, this is offensive, I believe, if you're a person of faith to your identity as a child of God, as opposed to a child of government or world government, when they digitize you this way. That's the whole idea of digital IDs, digital passports, digital money. All of this will lock you down and lock you out of all of that. And watch what's happened with the banking system. We know inevitably it will collapse. I don't know when, but if you're relying on federal reserve notes and saving in federal reserve notes, uh, it's not a good plan. I mean, you're losing about 2% a month on your ability to purchase with the inflation level. And it's only going to go up with the banking failures as they continue to do the bailouts. But don't worry, you can always eat more fried food. <laughs> fried food for life. One in four say eating healthy stresses them out. You know, this is, a, this is an interesting thing, Super D. When I talk to people about eating cleaner food, and, and, and like that little kid was like, I'm nervous around you, Robert, because you're all about clean food. I'm like, I don't want people to be nervous about the food that they eat. Let's say they're not eating a clean piece of whatever. Don't add to it by traumatizing yourself by going, oh my gosh, this is not RSV approved. Bless the food, pray for the, whatever it is. And then, you know, if that's where you're at, you're not at that for whatever reason, you're not doing what you know you think you should do. So don't compound it by getting stressed out about it. Yes, I feel good about the choices I've made because of my life as a sick young person to a healthy and vital older person. Did I say older person? Is that like Politically you are correct. officially an older person now, aren't you? I don't know. I'm not a grandpa like you, though. I know you don't want to admit it, but you're yeah. like, uh, I hate, dude, I hate to say it, but yeah. the age that you are, yeah. you've said it publicly, you're 57. I did not say that. can't believe you said that. That's your, your, what is that? I guess that's in between. <laughs> what are you doing? Are you saying, well, look, it's 55 and 56 would be mid. Can't we go 57 to be mid? 57 is kind of like in between mid fifties and late fifties. So I'll give you that. Can I'll I hang on to the mid label a little bit longer? You're, you're in that, that gray zone. Of, Listen, uh, I, I just, I can't complain honestly because of where I was from zero to 24 years of age to where I am now. 
I cannot complain. I'm so grateful for all that I know and that I've applied. And, and at the very least, I'm just hopefully inspiring some of you to make some choices that are different based on my experience. So this is, uh, the, is that the Rumble page? This is the front page of Rumble right here. How does that, that happen? Is that Look like, that. we're right there. Look at that. How did that RSB happen? Three, four, to today's show with Amelia. Dude, we have arrived. Oh man. I, I don't know how that algorithm in. I mean, that's de definitely a shout out to Rumble because that yep. would never happen on, on most of these other uh, networks. Like, you know, yeah, we never made the front page of YouTube. Did we? Yeah. And Vimeo, what was Vimeo's deal? They were also censoring a little bit too. From what I understand. Um, some people they did. I don't think we had a problem with them directly, but, uh, I've heard stories. Okay. I've yeah. heard stories. Marge says I'll always be younger than her. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> it depends on when you were born. That is true. That's what I tell my kids. It's funny. Cause you know, my kids are in their twenties going on thirties. Mm -hmm. Uh, and actually, I do have a daughter that is 30. And, uh, you know, they're doing the, oh, oh man, you know, I'm sore when I get yeah. up in the morning. I'm like, shut up. You got to use it. I don't want to hear it. At 30. Come <laughs> on, man. They're all acting like they're old people, you know? Yeah. You do got to use it, y'all. My and, son, my yeah. old, my, my, uh, my oldest son mm -hmm. makes more dad sounds than I do. <laughs> you know what? They both need to be on the bioactive copper hydrosol. Yeah, there you go. They both need to be on the sovereign copper. That will reduce inflammation, help them not be so creaky in the morning. Hopefully they can get up and, and work out a little bit or walk or something. And the weather's may, maybe shifting finally in some places. We feel it's getting a little bit warmer, which is nice. But hey, folks, do I still eat some fried food occasionally? Heck to the yes. Like I'll go out and get some organic French fries, organic potatoes, fried in saturated fat like coconut oil and uh, you don't have to stop eating good food that you like. Just make choices for the cleaner version of those foods. Every little bit that you do that will reduce that burden coming in, which will free up a lot of your metabolic energy toward growth and healing rather than decaying and degeneration. And which, it tastes better. It does. Honestly. It, oh yeah. The food's great. I you can't, I, I, I will never forget the first time when mm -hmm. uh, I was rolled roaming around in Ashland. They've got a food co-op out there. Yeah. And uh, bought a, an organic pizza crust, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and organic stuff. But I forget what we put on there. It was, you know, cheese and tomatoes and stuff like that. And, man, it was like the best pizza ever. I, I saw – now, you know, we're going to be in Las Vegas uh, September, if not sooner, but at least then we've got a big conference coming up. There's a I, – I saw on Instagram – there's like a, a, a like a food truck that's a pizza truck that travels around Vegas, apparently, to events and things. And it's all imported from Italy, organic and clean. I'm like, dude, I'm hitting that thing when we go down there. Maybe I can tell them to go to that Biomed Expo and be there for us. But I got to find out what that the name of that place was because it looks really good. And, you know, I do happen to like pizza. And I do not want to give up on it. I know there are people that are celiac that can't do any, and they do the uh, gluten-free stuff. But, I mean, for me, and I know Leslie can do gluten-free stuff like her pies are out of this world good, so it's not like the cardboard gluten-free that I was used to. So there's some good stuff there. But you were saying that you can you can go, uh, like, the in Italy, the, yeah. the, the, the stuff, you know what I mean? Like the real food that they have out there, it's not this processed stuff. Uh, and that people have been able to eat that pizza crust out there uh, that that uh, might have a problem with gluten here, yeah, uh, but they don't have a problem when they eat the stuff there. Yeah, the heirloom, the heirloom variety wheat non-hybridized coming back from Italy, uh, time after time you've heard it. And I'm not saying a full-on celiac case scenario, but sure, uh, things that even 
people thought they had celiac. They go there and they can suddenly eat the grains, the wheat there. It's because it's not filled with, filled with glyphosate. It's not been hybridized and hyped up in terms of gluten content. Uh, it's different. And so you guys and gals, I don't want you to sell out all the stuff I'm getting, but you know, I go to Trader Joe's and uh, you know, it's a treat uh, to do the organic imported Italian from Italy pizzas that they have. And you can doctor them up however you want. And they're ridiculously inexpensive relative to inflationary so, virals of things. Yeah. So since saying. you brought it up, since yeah. you brought it up. So let's just do just a little trivia thing mm-hmm. here. I guess it's not really trivia, but uh, what, what, what's your favorite kind of pizza? All of it. Oh, come on. I don't have a, honestly, it's like. Come it, on. So if you were going to make a pizza and you pizza. could go into the store and you could yeah. pick whatever toppings you wanted to pick. Yeah. To put on your pizza, what what does Robert Scott Bell put on the pizza? For Super Don's sake. Don't say pineapple. pineapple. If you say pineapple, I will disconnect you and you will no longer be on the air. No, I'd be lying if I said that was my first choice or even 10th choice, but I'm not as averse to it as you are. Yuck. No. I, honestly, I just, I, all the organic stuff I can throw on a, a pizza like that, I'm, I'm going to do it. It's just oh, fun. So nondescript. I'm sorry. Non-specific. Maybe one day I'll come back with a, a, the food version, the discussion of that. Right. Uh, okay. Finally, a study shows IQ scores are dropping in the U.S. for the first time in nearly a century. I, I would say, you know, the evidence of tyranny's rise is, is indicative of our IQ uh, depletion, if you will. And this has been going on a long time, but maybe it's not measured in IQ. Our ability to deal with tyranny or put up with it has been legendary uh, since the progressive era of the late 19th century. And uh, that's the book by uh, Jonathan Ebord about the progressive era, you know, the authoritarians. And if you haven't read that, you need to know how we got here. Uh, yes, IQ dropping, you know, the, the, the minerals that are not in the soil and the toxic components that are the lead that's still in the water, other heavy metals. And I think, listen, let's not, let's not discard the other things that are happening here Mm -hmm. with education. Sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, I I hated school. School sucked, but I still got taught things, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, you still got taught the, you know, the important stuff. Mm-hmm. math and science and english and da, 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 hey, you know yeah now now it's now, about yeah they've wiped out a whole bunch of that stuff how and, many and genders there are look if i went to college nobody can fail no f's yeah. they don't have f's in school anymore thing is if you or i were in school we would both get f's we would they would they would <laughs> i got my share i'll be honest but you know but I'm talking about university level stuff. I'd be thrown out just because of my lack of wokeness. I I, I couldn't put up with and tolerate the, yeah. the softy, the wussiness. I mean, the thing is, these people that think what's important is about gender pronouns, when they're hungry and their Federal Reserve note dollar can't buy them squat, do you think they're going to care about what pronoun they, they proclaim to have? It, no, it is so far from real survivability. The only reason they can do this is because they've had a, a cushy life. And I'm not saying they haven't had emotional traumas and things. I think that may have contributed to it. Probably a lot of nutrient deficiencies or xenoestrogen gender bending uh, uh, interactions with uh, vaccines and antibiotics and plastics. But phthalates and phthalates PFAs. And and- but then the then the programming, the uh, the grooming. I mean, that's stuff we didn't have to deal with, Super D. Yeah. We did not have that. Anyway, we're going to take a break. We we do a bonus round. For those of you for the first time watching us on, on Rumble, the show sort of ends because we also replay this on UK Health Radio and they have a time frame, but we don't. So in about 60 seconds from now, we'll be back in the bonus round. If you guys have questions, comments, or anything, if you'd like to learn how to become patron supporters of Robert Scott Bell Show and join us on our next AMA on the 25th of March, 
Uh, we'll let you know about that as well. And God bless you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing this show. And the power to heal is yours. <sighs> Are you hungry for pizza after that? I am hungry for yeah. leftovers from last night. Every opportunity I get, I twist my wife's arm a little bit, and she yeah. makes that Amish chicken that I love. Oh yeah, right. Oh my god, yeah. So it's good to say. And, and I, and, yeah, double bat. I mean, it's like big old pot full of. Oh, nice. Uh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah. So right. Well, that's what I'm going to be doing immediately after the show. All right. That sounds delicious. Good stuff. Uh, Let's see what a DJ Katie. Uh, yeah, I get imported pasta from Italy from buying clubs online, and it's the only grain I can handle. Yeah, some of them are made from sprouted heirloom grains too. Yeah, good. Now sneeze again. I think. Stand Here by. It comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. Ah, feeling much better now. Good job. Yeah. Ah, I didn't have a sneeze button though. <laughs> Um, yeah, cough, but you know, I think I have one of those here. Is it built into the board? We have a mute button. That's right. You can mute the sensor duck. Oh, you know what? I think I can set one up, but I don't think I did, but I remember, oh, wait a minute. Is that it? Mm -hmm. Back channel fit? No, I don't. <clears throat> okay. There's a whole bunch of things this thing can do that I haven't done, but, but there is one that you can sense that you can set it up that you can hit the button and it'll, but all I have to do is just go over and it and then turn it back yeah, on so we, can, we have a mute button so that we could yeah. do that need be anyway mm -hmm. as interesting as that is <laughs> uh <laughs> buttons i can't help it mm -hmm. so good show today yeah Amelia in spite Lovett's of everything yeah james had some trouble he was on his phone but i think it was better the second time around so dude phones don't work i mean i mean I'm they bad. do but they don't and especially if we haven't had a chance to test which we didn't <laughs> But for the most part, I mean, ideally what he needed to do is reboot the phone. And it's like with computers. You know, if you're going to be a guest on somebody's podcast, oh, always, always reboot your computer before you connect. Because if you've been running 27 different programs and, you know, YouTube and, you know, Microsoft Office, something like that, and then you try and connect it, more often than not, there's going to be issues or it's not going to be running as good as it should. But I'm glad we got him on. Yeah, no, he's doing, he's good, doing work. good work. Yeah, really good work. All right, let's see here. You know, I got the the upcoming events. I wanted to go to the eMord for VA website again because I want to see the three cities so I can commit them to memory that I'm going to be at the end of the month. And uh, let's see, I'm going to go to the upcoming events tab or events tab at eMord for you for VA. Uh, let's see, he's got a parents' rights thing on Thursday, March 23rd. But I'm going to be at the one on the 29th, 30th, and 31st. So it looks like the first one is on the 29th at Lynch, in Lynchburg, Virginia. And, it, and you know what's interesting about Lynchburg, Virginia? This I have a history with Lynchburg, Virginia, because my dad worked for the CB Fleet Pharmaceutical Company. I told you I was pharmaceutically grown. And it was a privately held pharmaceutical company that they're most famous for, guess what? Fleet enemas and Summer's Eve. Douche. Yeah. That's what they're most famous for. I'm sure they have other products. But anyway, uh, my dad worked with them for decades, in fact. And uh, they gave me actually a scholarship to go to college. Uh, I wrote an essay, you know, and at the time I wanted to be a doctor before I went to college, but I didn't realize it would be a homeopathic doctor. And 
that was a whole other story that, that came about. But anyway, so I've never been to Lynchburg, Virginia. I wonder if anybody from CB Fleet Pharmaceutical Company will be there and is in, in, invested in health freedom. This is at the Avery, Aviary at Miller Park, 400 Grove Street, Lynchburg, Virginia. And it looks like it'll be 6 to 8.30 p.m. So I'll likely be broadcasting somewhere from Lynchburg, Virginia that afternoon, 3 to 5 p.m. on March 29th. So that's the first of the th three-city tour. So if you know anybody in Virginia, you could let them know of that event on the 29th. That's a Wednesday. Uh, then Thursday, the 30th, I will be at, uh, let's see, Glen Allen, Virginia. So it's a place called Atlas 42. Atlas 42, it says, it, it, they say it's in Richmond, but well, uh, it's, it's actually in Glen. It, it Glen is in Glen, Glen Allen. You want to know how I know that? I, yeah, I would like to know. That's unusual. How do you know The that? reason why I know that is because uh, I did some work for, for Jonathan for his campaign just recently. Ah. And in the northern Virginia area at the uh, in the, the talk radio stations, uh, you will hear periodically running on the commercial breaks something that sounds like this. America is in trouble, and it's time for those who love this great country to stand up and defend her. Join fellow patriots at the Save America rally hosted by U.S. Senate candidate and constitutional lawyer Jonathan E. Mord on March 29th at 6 p.m. at the Aviary in Lynchburg, Virginia. Visit TakeBackVA.com for more information on the event and to RSVP today. That's TakeBackVA.com, paid by Emord for Senate Inc. I'm Jonathan Emord, candidate for the United States Senate, and I approve this advertisement. Nice. There you go. Well done. So that's uh, the Lynchburg one. Did you do one for all three cities? The third I did. City. March 31st is going to be in Leesburg, Virginia, Northern Virginia, Leesburg. Yep. And that will be March 31st at the Oak Barn at Loyalty in Leesburg, Virginia on the 31st, 6 o'clock. All events looks like they start at 6 o'clock. So it looks like that Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, I'll be doing some remote broadcasts. That's going to be interesting. That'll so be come on cool. out. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. There'll be musical performances. It's going to be, you know, very patriotic. They're going to have bagpipes. And yeah. Tap totally dancing and, and all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And I'll be doing neither of those things. No, no bagpipes, no tap dancing. No. What's the point? I think I have a memory that when I was really young, I thought tap dancing was cool. Probably watching something like Gene Kelly or Fred Astaire. You don't see it very often. You know, when, yeah. we, when we were kids, tap dancing was more of a thing. Yeah. And it's just, you don't see it very much anymore. It's kind of almost like a lost, uh, lost art. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of tap dancers out there that people are interested in watching. I think yeah. it's cool. Yeah, don't, totally. Chris is written in a message. He said he called into a real, nearby progressive community-sponsored station, WMNF, uh, spoke with a purported mother of a trans child undergoing hormone therapy, which she says saved her daughter from suicide. Hmm. Uh, and, and Chris says, I asked if she had her three doctors check for toxicity as that can cause hormonal dysregulation as well as hormonally induced cancers. She was probably offended by that. I'll bet she was. Yeah. She sounded indignant though. Didn't directly answer, but just that her doctors ran all the tests. Yeah. Uh -huh. See, this is a, another issue. When you talk about transitioning children, I, I think it's twisted. There's no logic involved there. There may be emotional manipulation involved, certainly, but you're putting kids on your, first of all, you're butchering them before they're adults. So they, they don't have an ability to become adults and go, all right, this is who, what I really feel or not, and then make a decision as an adult. And then to go on a lifetime of cancer-causing hormone intervention. You, you know, your likelihood of developing cancer. I mean, it's like, is this really something that they're being given full information on? You know, pausing puberty, I'm sure that's not going to cause any problems. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, everybody's born with a pause button, aren't they? Yeah. So the woman on the radio, Chris says, was upset that Governor DeSantis was opposing this therapy, in quotes, for pausing puberty, as you said, though didn't mention that existing children's children patients would be grandfathered in, which wasn't even mentioned by the, was even mentioned by the news report. I, again, I don't I wouldn't grandfather in. I just say, no, uh, this is just not right. I recognize that there are people that have what they call gender dysphoria. It certainly wasn't something that dude. It's encounter, so but, much more common yeah. than we realize. And yeah. I've I've had some some uh, interaction with people on that topic. Dude, I have um, too, including my kids. You know, talking about friends that we never had friends that had. You know, I I talked about what we encountered was quite different. But I think a lot of this again is is a, a grooming issue. Uh, an endocrine alteration issue over generations now, not just within the generation and, um, you know, a purposeful uh, uh, destruction of any potential identity that it could develop as an, as an adult. You know, I mentioned this before. Think about, did you know any girls that were tomboys when we of were course. kids? Absolutely. Yeah. They, they hung out with the guys. Yeah. But yeah. did it mean that they wanted to be boys? I don't know any tomboy from my childhood that became a boy. Listen, there I, were, there were some, there were some that, and not necessarily they want to be boys, but they, they, you know, they, they ended up uh, uh, being gay. Yeah, you know? but that's, to me, that's different. Then you're right. No, a hundred percent. Yeah, I'm, I'm agreeing yeah. with you. I'm just saying yeah. that that you know, quite often that that was the case. But then there were other people. They were just they like doing yeah. stuff. You know, working on cars or like, or you know, you playing like, baseball or you know, or yeah, whatever. girl wants to work in a car. Immediately, let's groom them to become boys, which they can't. <laughs> oh yes, we understand. You're supposed to be a boy. Yeah. No. No, sorry. I, I, maybe that's our Gen X talking, but I, I ain't going there. I don't know. And we're insensitive, I know. But it isn't a, a, a matter of if you're an adult, I, I'll talk to you differently about it than if you're a child. I'm just going to make a distinction here. You know, I think it's important to do so. So what else we got coming up? Uh, do I? Yesterday was an insane day. I had a morning uh, interview with uh, Jonathan Otto's team for another event coming up. I think in April they're going to release Super D. We got to make sure we promote that. Uh, you know, as we do some of these online events, mm -hmm. uh, and then what else? We had the show. I did an interview with uh, Pat Militich yesterday, and his co-host Jeffrey—I forget his Jeffrey's last name—was a great, great hour-long broadcast. I think they've gone live with it, so I don't know okay. if you have a link to it. You can promote it or something. I think I'll I might. Have, you know what I did? I tweeted it to you. Direct tweet. Direct oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. So if you guys want to listen to my discussion with Pat and Jeffrey on their show. Uh, then I, oh, last night I connected with, uh, Dr. James Lyons-Weiler, Dr. Jack and his IPAC-EDU. And I did a presentation, a scientific presentation on copper. And it, you know, it blows me away. Cause looks, listen, Jack is a PhD, an honest to goodness one, not a, not a numbnut PhD that's piled higher and deeper like some are, but a, a genuine caring human being who happens to be a real scientist and cares about real science and is not dogmatic about it and knows that the science is never actually settled and that, you know, questioning is the basis. Anecdotal, even, even information observation is the basis for good science. And so we had a great discussion with all the folks that were on. It was a Zoom uh, recording and I got, you know, some PowerPoint presentations shared, great Q&A as well. And uh, they're going to make it, uh, I guess, part of their, I don't know if it's an on-demand thing like Trinity has. And, you know, for Trinity, I have trinityschool.org. Uh, it's a great hour-long lecture that I did for them on clinical homeopathy 101 plus. And uh, not many people know about clinical homeopathy. Now more do. I think Des Bio is doing a, an ongoing course with Trinity as well. But I love that these education forums are opening up 
to break the stranglehold of what we call .edu's, right? Whether they be the Harvards and the Stanfords of the world and what they're teaching is woke ideology as opposed to real, you know, information and education and, well, challenging status quo. They become the defenders of status quo. And anybody who challenges their dogma or belief system, you, you are canceled in those colleges. There's no free speech in, in there anymore. And that's coming from primarily the political left. You just got to call it like it is. Uh, the freedom to think, uh, freedom of conscience, all of that. I had to fight the State Department for many years to be able to get uh, renewed passports without Social Security numbers because of our religious beliefs against numbering people and children like cattle. Standing on principle. Stand on what's right. Don't be, you know, given in because it's inconvenient. Because if you do, you'll find out the next steps are way more inconvenient because you didn't stand up while you could. I know people would say that I don't want to die on the hill of masks. Remember that. And I understand the statement. I get it. I know why you say it. But my gosh, if you get away with that, then they say, oh, we can get away with the next thing and the next and the next. Question is, we're going to put a stop to it or not. Uh, let's see, DJ Katie, uh, many today are gay because they were groomed and there are many trying to transition back. You don't hear about all those suffering now and all the trauma that they were put through. So just to say that people on the political left think you're automatically into some kind of conversion therapy as opposed to acknowledging, hey, some people have been manipulated by adults to believe something that they wouldn't believe without that push and manipulation. You've got to consider that in some cases that is the case. I won't say in all cases, but yes, that's a contributing factor in some cases. And you have to be able to talk about that and go, hey, that's wrong. Let, let these kids grow up to become adults and figure it out as opposed to grooming them into what you want them to be for some, I don't know, uh, Munchausen by proxy scenario. I don't know that, that related to, to transitioning children into the other sex that they can never become. You just butcher their bodies and put them on cancer causing hormones for life. I'm getting annoyed. I, <laughs> I can tell <laughs> you're kind of stuck, but yes, our friend, our friend Lori Harvey, she says, I'm still a tomboy. I still do things that men. And there's nothing do. wrong yeah. with that. Oh, yeah. Lori's awesome. She's, she's raced cars. She does mechanic work. She's awesome, but she's still a woman and has kids, you know, uh, and was married to a man, all of that. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We've struck so, a nerve on Robert Scott Bill. What Robert do we Scott got Bill here? Uh, tomorrow, Guy and Ilan Ferdman. 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 Do we have a subject on that topic for that one? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see. Let's see if I can intrigue you here. Uh huh. With uh, about these guys here. Okay. okay. I, I'm looking at they have they have something called Satori Prime. This is their website. Uh, can you show you that take, on screen? If you take a dash of life coaching. Mm-hmm. Mix it with neuroscience and psychology nerds. Okay. Drizzle it with intuitive guidance <laughs> and wrap it with ancient energetic wisdom practices. And you, get, large, these, you large, get these you get these guys. You forgot the large chunks of pineapple on top. No, no. Doesn't that sound interesting? It does. I'm intrigued. All right. So that's all you get. You get that little that little hint. We'll have them on tomorrow. Okay. And, and then, then uh, uh, I need to see, I haven't heard back from Ty Bollinger as to whether he's on tomorrow or not. Okay. And we got uh, Dr. Stephen Soloway on uh, Thursday after Jonathan E. Mord. Yep. Uh, Friday is St. Patty's Day, and we're going to take the day off, a rare day off for the Robert Scott Bell to do an encore. Super Don will be out of town, and uh, he's well-deserving of a trip to see his son. Yep. And that'll be nice as well. Uh, what else do I have coming up today? I've got a silver hydrosol professional training. I've got to do it uh, 7 o'clock Eastern time. 
what is that? I still don't understand this. Meet the heroes of unit 669 that's on my calendar. I don't even know how it got there. I'll have to ask Kevin about that. Yeah. Okay. Could be important. I don't know. It might be. Uh, let's see. We got a silver webinar tomorrow I've got to do. And and you said that it is likely that we're going to have a cardio miracle webinar on Thursday. On the 23rd. The 23rd. Okay. Yep. I'm waiting and to our, get the assets on that. Our next AMA will be Saturday the 25th, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. For those of you that want to become patron supporters, lose five bucks a month. You can pay the whole year in advance and you're in. And it's awesome. We do it by Zoom. We get to see one another. It's Why would somebody want to become a patron and join us on Patreon? Not only uh, do we do the monthly AMAs, but we've mm -hmm. got a bunch of stuff that we've uploaded. We haven't put anything new on there in a, in a while. Yeah. Uh, but lost interviews of, of the show from years ago, uh, seminars that uh, Robert's done in the past, one in particular with Jonathan Rappaport about vaccines. Mm-hmm. Uh, only place it's available. Downloadable chapters yeah. of the book, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah, a lot of freebies there. Also, our Sunday broadcast, we typically pre-record for Sunday. And, uh, well, the video version of that is up almost after we record it pretty soon after. So you get to see it sneak preview Sundays uh, before we put all the elements on it. Superdon does it back. So there's a lot of cool stuff. And the AMAs are amazing. So And we give away a lot of good prizes. Awesome stuff. That you guys win hundreds, sometimes hundreds of dollars worth of, of stuff gets yeah. uh, more than you're paying away. in on uh, the uh, the AMAs and stuff. Or the if you're good at trivia, yeah. you'll yeah. probably win something. Yeah, which is fun. I just love being able to give away stuff thanks to our sponsors. Speaking of sponsors, they're all up. Uh, Superdon has put a page up at robertscottbell.com now. When you go to the more tab and you go advertiser discount codes, you'll see like energy bits twenty percent off RSB twenty. Uh, you'll see the Folium PX. You have the RSB ten. You can see the uh, Sovereign Copper. You have RSB 20, 20% off of that, Sovereign Silver. You have the uh, Cardio Miracle. RSB is the discount code. That's a 15%, by the way. Yeah, yep. Silverite Global, which is the silver pillows we sleep on. 20% off with RSB 20. Nutritional Frontiers, including sale items, you get additional 15% off with the RSB 15 code. Choose to be healthy as an RSB 5 code. Brave Botanicals, use the code RSB. Uh, the discount code RSB on the gold back. So there's a lot of good things you can access that we use here that uh, love to get you deals for, Get you know, so you can save a little when you're getting a lot of good stuff. So what else we got here? Anything else on Rumble for all the shout out to the Rumble people? Thank you for joining us. And thank you to Rumble. No, I don't know how do that appreciate it. Yeah. Make the front page today. Definitely appreciate it. And, and I, you know, we, I don't say this enough, but you know, to the folks that are listening to us on, on uh, our podcast, Mm -hmm. that aren't watching that uh, on, yeah. listen to us in the car while you're at work or something like you. that. We appreciate you too. And, you know, I mean, I, I always, every once in a while, you know, put out uh, a request for input from people. Uh, we don't pretend to be uh, uh, Mr. Know-it-alls about everything as far we, as we podcasting, the show and all that kind of stuff. I got, there's always room for improvement. So if there's something that you think that we, are doing wrong that we should change or that you don't like, we want to hear from you. If there's things that uh, you, you would like us to do differently or, or add or, or talk about or topics or guests or whatever, um, we love to hear that too. And so you can always shoot me an email at askrsb at gmail.com, askrsb at gmail.com. Make sure you put something in the subject line that's going to make me notice. 
mm-hmm. like they're kind of like our friend uh, uh, in in Australia that every once in a while she'll shoot a, uh, an email and she'd be like, "Super Don, you're so awesome." And yeah, it's like, okay, oh, I saw that. that. Yeah. Um, or you can leave us a voicemail at eight six six nine three nine two three five five eight six six nine three nine Bell. And uh, like I said, I've gotten a lot. In fact, the uh, the page that you were just showing with the discount mm-hmm. codes that was somebody said, "Hey, you know what?" You guys talk about this stuff and I can't keep track of what discount code it is or whatever like that. You ought to put something on the website. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. So appreciate the input. Really, really, really do. Okay. I see a question of the day come in from Deborah. We'll get this is tomorrow. Uh, it's an allergy question. Uh, involves Z-Packs, inhalers, all kinds of stuff. Um, runny noses. All right. I'll do, we'll take this out uh, and put this in tomorrow. Uh, Deborah okay. show. We got a good Q- QOTD. We call that question of the day. Uh, we'll add that in for tomorrow's broadcast. And you guys submit those questions. You can also leave a message at that toll free number that Super Don mentioned, or just write it in to robertscabell.com. There's a, a place where you can put comments and questions. And uh, between me and Super D, we eventually get to them. So be patient. And I thank you for uh, taking the time to be with us and reaching out and asking and, and giving us good insights as to what's going on out there and what we can do to do better and help you if we can. Or if you guys want to help us, we're okay, we're open for help too. <laughs> Lord knows Superdon needs all the help he can get. Yeah, that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Well, listen, we appreciate you guys tuning in and uh, we will be back tomorrow. Have a great day. This is how we end the show organically. It just, yeah. the energy goes, that's ah, time. I just kind of wait for the oh. moment. But the last thing I want to do is cut you off mid-sentence. Of course, you'd be a big... Fan.